Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the DestroProds.com movies and television podcast. As always, I'm dead. I'm sure today we have Cave. Aloha. And Rascal. Guten Tag. Hey, I'm the one who says hello in a non-English language here. <laughs> I said it last time, so I thought I'd keep it up. Fucking flashbacks to that one asshole. <laughs> anyway. We had a guy in our D&D game who was the worst, and he, he kept talking in German. Oh, uh, oh, let's yeah. not let's not talk about him unless we invite a flame war. Yes, oh. let us not. Anyway, hi, we're here. Um, just let you guys know ahead of time if this show comes out weird. Um, that's only because my computer kind of died multiple times. I just had fucking yeah. cascading blue screens. Um, I've gotten it to a point where I think it's working. At least I've been I've had it up and running for. Let me actually check. Had it up running ten for, minutes. I've had it up and running for 16 hours. And I ran about a three-hour recording session of just nothing beforehand uh, earlier today to make sure things would, like, work and such. And it worked. It recorded three hours. Uh, nothing really, like, the audio didn't glitch out from what I saw. There was nothing really horribly wrong with it. Just let you know, that's where I'm sitting. And this could potentially all explode and collapse in on itself at any second. And that is causing me no end of terror. It's the ultimate podcaster's nightmare. No, it's the ultimate me nightmare. Fuck. I had a blue screen <laughs> and I started crying. Oh no, you did. I can't handle my computer dying. Like, without this, I basically don't exist. You exist, dead man. I'll text you on Viber. <laughs> Oh, yeah. like, just reminding you, you exist, dead man. Did you watch that thing? Man, then if it does fuck up, then I also have to put a horrible burden on my mom as she has, as I can't afford to buy computer stuff and she has to for me because she knows how much this means to me. And I feel bad. I feel terrible about that. I know, right? Every time I, every time I ever asked my mom for something, it was like, I don't really need it, but I, I need it. <laughs> and she, she was like, don't worry about it, baby. And I'd be like, you can't afford this. Don't buy it for me. <laughs> yeah, fuck. Earlier today, my mom, <laughs> earlier today, my mom was talking about like her fucking art room setup because she does art, and and she, and she's like, yeah, well, I stuff, but I look at the price of this shit. Like, I don't have two thousand dollars. Well, I don't have it for me, but I mean, and I'm just like, oh god, <laughs> you didn't mean to, but like, fuck, dude. You're doing me dirty. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay, man. Uh, wow. Uh, so that's what I that's what I live with. How are you guys doing? Uh I'm on vacation. That must be nice. My my wife is on vacation, which means I get to be on vacation because I don't have to be freaking out every night about her like emotional state at work because they don't care about their staff oh, so i'm getting to enjoy just relaxing a little yay what's that like uh, it's actually pretty <laughs> stressful because i'm not actually allowed to relax because i suffer from paranoia yeah i haven't relaxed in about four months yeah don't i know the feeling me. oh god in two years <laughs> yeah I, I, I i almost relaxed uh, a few months ago. Well, but are you okay? I, start I started cleaning, so I didn't get to relax. 
Oh, wait a minute. What's We're this feeling? Oh, oh, it's relax. Oh, is this relaxation? I haven't felt it in so long. Wait, I spell pine salt. <laughs> this is, this got, is a cry for help, audience. He <laughs> got so relaxed that you didn't even realize he started cleaning. Yeah, actually. Just, just disassociated to an extent. My, my default is, oh, I've got to pick this up. Oh, someone left something out. I gotta go put this away. Uh, anywho, we watch movies and stuff. Yeah. I actually watched things this time. Yeah. Okay, man. You and I saw yeah. Incredibles too. Oh, I loved it. I didn't. I mean, nice. I mean, the final, nice. like the the final vil, villain was stupidly obvious. So, but other than that. Yeah, you're not gonna be able to bring my hype train down, dead man. Sorry. No, I know, I get that. I'm not. I'm not trying to like put a damper on anyone's thing. This is a Mass Effect Andromeda situation. Ugh. This is a. We have differing opinions on this movie. Yeah. See, I guess we'll I know get one the... of my friends didn't like the original. Was you the one who didn't like the original, or was it? No, that, that was Cora. Okay. I love the original. The original is fucking fantastic. But I'm Tish. The only thing that annoys me is that this one literally picks up at the ending of the last one. So if you didn't rewatch the last one right before going to it, it's kind of like, wait, what else, what's going on? Oh, yeah, now I remember. Yeah, we've had, like, what? 14 years? 14 years. 14 years. Just yeah. shy of being able to say 15 years too late. <laughs> Hell, they actually, they, they literally, like, at the start of the movie, I don't know if it was the same with yours, but at the start of mine, it was literally Craig they're, T. Nelson... Helen Hunt They're and like, Samuel L. Jackson saying... It takes saying, a long time to make a movie. It yeah. takes a long time to make a movie. Yeah, You've got to go back and redo things. Yeah, it was our three main stars and the director, Brad Bird, all just sitting in front of their weird... All just sitting in front of like the orange circle gradient and just saying, hey man, movies are hard. We're sorry. <laughs> We're sorry it took over a decade for this. <laughs> I really wish they had taken one more year just so that I could have been walking into the theater wearing a shirt that said 15 years too late. <laughs> I, re I really but, wish they'd taken another year so that they could bang out like a better script. I liked the script. I just wish they hadn't been as lazy with the name choices. Oh, fucking screen slaver. <laughs> <laughs> if you were if you were watching at the at the there's a there's a scene where there's a bunch of people signing a document. I'm not going to go any further into it than that. But one of the names is V Brilliant, and I'm just that's like very good. It's that's like very really? good. <laughs> well, that's very good. <laughs> I want to tell you two of the names from this movie, and you'll see why I'm annoyed at how how lazy they are. Okay. The two names are Winston Dever and Evelyn Dever. And anyone who spent any time lazily naming characters know that Evelyn is Evil Lynn. Yep. Mm, yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her name is Evil Endeavor. Yeah, yeah, it is. Amazing. So I lazy. love it. It's so I love lazy. It. Hey guys, I mean, Crow the Bill is a great name, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I love like, it. That's what I'm thinking. I think it might be an attempt to reference like the silver and golden age of comics when they were really bad at naming characters. But dear God, yeah, the, the screen slaver one was the one that kind of kept stuck sticking with me because, like, this movie doesn't really have a set time period where it actually takes 1962. place. 1962. Okay, then I guess yeah, it does. it's in the so, 60s. So 1962. They didn't have computers, really? Yes, 
They do because they have superhero technology, and it's it's established to be semi commonplace. It's and why they, they have, have GPS. It's why they have cell phone equivalents, things like that. They have not established anything like a screensaver. No, they haven't. But no. given the name, we can assume that there are screensavers. Uh, it it fucking pissed me off every time they goddamn said it. Eh, it's a supervillain name. I don't really care that much. I mean, yeah, fuck. I love I love dumb names. I love dumb names. Like I love dumb fuck. names to a point. Our lead characters' <laughs> names are Mister Incredible and Elastigirl. One of yeah, them is like... creative. Yeah, yeah, and I I'm fine I'm fine with both of those because like they're not they're not idiotic and they're not lazy. Like okay, one of them is kind of lazy. Mister Incredible is very lazy, but it's lazy in a way that follows superhero convention. As this like screen slaver, slaver follows superhero convention, like supervillain names are what do they do? Yeah, or what their theme is. The Joker makes bad jokes. The, the Riddler penguin. tells lazy riddles. The, the penguin, penguin is a rich guy who walks around, who waddles around with birds. Yeah. Silver Sable. I have no clue what the power set is. They don't have any. The Silver Surfer. The Silver Surfer the... is a, Carmine is a Falcone. surfer who's silver. He's not a supervillain. <laughs> Falcone, Falcone is a gang member, not a supervillain. The supervillains <laughs> have really, really lame names. Okay, Emperor Penguin. Didn't he just wear a penguin mask? No, he didn't wear any mask. He was a crime boss who couldn't be hurt. Huh. Okay, I'll give you one. But like all emperor penguins, he could not yeah, emperor penguins known for their bulletproof skin and invulnerability. <laughs> that's one versus a bunch. Like, no, I, I Mr. don't. I don't freeze. He is a man who freezes you. Well, his name was also Freeze. Yes, I know, but you get the point. <laughs> it's like superhero and super, well, supervillain names in particular were really lazy because writers were never sure if they were going to get to use a character again. Yeah, I, I don't know what it is. I just fucking hate the name Screenslaver. That's not the part of the film that I had the problem with. Okay. The, the part of the film I had the problem with is the motivations of the villains are lazy. Oh, yeah. They're, Again, they're, also, gonna, like, they're also idiotic and don't make sense. I'm not going to go into heavy detail. You already gave away who the fucking villain was. True. Uh, but anybody with half a brain will recognize that. But okay, you have you have a point. So she blames spoilers. heroes. Just spoilers she blames heroes for not saving her parents. Basically, heroes oh. made her parents so like dependent on them, and then they didn't show up. So she blames her parents. Yeah, she, I mean, believes... she blames heroes, even though like there are criminals out there that are actually guilty of the crime. Yeah, her, yeah, criminals and fucking shot her fucking. Government. Yeah, criminals shot her parents, and also well, he, her and also he tried to call these superheroes after being a superhero was deemed illegal. Yeah, yeah like her father was an idiot. Yeah, like yeah, it's like oh yeah, it's like oh yeah, we have a safe room, but instead of that, let me run into my fu- let me run into my fucking open study in the center of the house where the criminals are. Open up my wooden panel and use my fucking fancy phone to call Gazer Beam, so they can come over. So they can come over here and fucking laser these dudes to death. Like seriously, her father was an idiot, 
and she blames the heroes for that. Yeah, and so now she is, and so now she is all like, hey, "Heroes fucking make people complacent. They're they're these people are fucking dirtbags. They need to get good." That's the part I don't like. That's really the only part of the film I actively have a problem with is the villainous motivation. And the absolute worst part, I came up with a better like plotline story arc while watching the few seconds we see of the crime. My alternate version, she and an accomplice killed her parents. To get control of the company. That is my alternate version. And, and that's, that's evil all. It's a lot more evil. Yeah. And then her motivation for wanting to destroy heroes could be, if you guys are around, then nobody's going to buy my tech. Yeah. Oh, that might be... Isn't that just a redo of Syndrome? Mm, no. Syndrome, Syndrome was Syndrome, different. Syndrome was an obsessive stalker who... Took, who was taking revenge on the hero community because he was not allowed to become one, even though he totally could have become a hero if heroes hadn't been made illegal. Yeah, he, he just yeah, decided he's, that yeah, Mr. He, Incredible had said, okay, you get to be a villain now, buddy. Yeah, his, yeah, his whole thing is just, I'm going to just, I'm going to like destroy, he, I'm going to destroy supers by essentially making everyone supers. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Whereas, it has been 14 years. <laughs> whereas yeah, no worries. she ran a, te- like, she worked on a tele- telecommunications company, invented all kinds of amazing communication equipment. So, you know, there's arguments that could easily be made for, like, okay, and, like, she's developing this satellite network that will keep people updated on crimes all over the globe so that the police can stop them. And then it's like, well, why would we need that when we can just call Elastigirl? Or something like yeah, anything. There's a better option than I hate heroes because you guys didn't come save my daddy, and he was an idiot who called you instead of the police or hiding in the safe room. Because seriously, property can be replaced, but your life. Mm-mm. Yeah, and like, and like, <laughs> even her execution of her evil plan was fucking idiotic. I actually liked the execution of the plan. So. So so she gives so she gives everybody like all these supers these fucking big like giant glowing goggles that do not match any of their suits. Um and she and her, while her brother is working on getting a bunch of like senators and ambassadors together to try to her overturn the law. Her brother's not evil as far as we know. Pardon? Her brother's not evil as far as we know. Yeah, brother oh, seems brother okay. seems like a decent guy. Okay, so the brother's just an innocent party in all of this. Yeah, yeah, he, he, he is he is very much like supers are great. My dad, like supers helped make my dad and he loved them and I love them too. If the government hadn't fucking stepped in and done whatever, then my then my dad would still be alive today. So, I want to try to overturn this law. Oh, yeah, he's got While the right fucking theme idea. Songs. Yeah, and he and he like has all their fucking theme songs memorized. He's essentially he's essentially like he's like a, he's like he's just he's a business fanboy. Yeah. And yeah, so his whole thing is, yeah, okay, so we're going to fund Elastigirl, get her out there doing shit, doing shit right, better than Mr. Incredible, because Mr. Incredible... Well, no, okay, so Mr. Incredible is a different type of hero. Um, This is something that, like, I've seen online and I disagree with. Uh, People have been online saying, ooh, Elastigirl is the best hero because they chose her. Well, no, she is... She is an amazing hero. I don't think any one of the heroes can be classified as the best as they each have different skill sets. Yeah, she is more surgical. Elastigirl is amazing at... Yeah, she's a surgical tool. 
She is amazing at damage control, maintaining situations, keeping things small, isolated, and controlled. Whereas Mr. Incredible is the guy you want to punch a giant drill. Yeah. 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 and it, it, I, It's just two completely skill sets, really. Yeah, and it's actually kind of funny, like... The thing that puts her on the map again of, like, out there doing shit is actually the same thing that kind of led to the superheroes getting fucking canned in the first place. Yeah, stopping a train. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that first movie, one of the main things that caused the, like, that caused the government to go, hey, supers, maybe not a great idea, was Mr. Incredible being sued by everybody on that train that he stopped from crashing. Well, the very first thing was the guy who was trying to commit suicide sued the government for Mr. Oh, uh, Incredible yes. saving his life. Um, no, no, both of them sued him at the same time. Well, no, he sued them first and triggered the lawsuit from the people on the train. The people on the train were just there. Um, I actually watched a really interesting video on how this whole court case would have happened, which is amazing. I loved it. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, so like, he, if, yeah, so they, yeah, so he, he fucked that up. And then Elastigirl girl comes along. Oh, my first big thing: a train is running wild because the screen slaver fucking took over the took over the conductor. So then she, so then she, stops the train in a much smoother capacity without really destroying anything. You know the saddest thing about this movie was it? It had me convinced that Evelyn wasn't the bad guy for a little while. <laughs> Because I was like, oh, she's been, like, they've both been around when Screenslaver's doing things. That means, oh, wait, it's a pizza guy? Uh-uh. Yeah, it and like, why the fuck didn't Elastigirl fucking put that together? I don't know. Like, the, the know. guy's powers is literally, I can control your mind. Then this person is saying, wait, what the fuck's happened? I'm just a pizza dude, bro. And she's like, yep, I caught Screenslaver. But anyway, back back to, like, her implementation of the plan. So, her brother gathers all these senators together. Uh, gets them all to sign this document. Then, after they sign the thing to try to get the law re- uh, replaced, our three heroes walking in, again, with the goggles that don't really match any of their fucking suits. Nobody's seen them ever, ever wearing them before. Nobody has ever mentioned them wearing before. And then they just fucking walk in, and nobody's like, oh, that's weird. Why is the guy in all white and blue wearing a black eye mask on top it of his eye mask? It has blue lights on it. It has blue lights on it. It's okay. <laughs> but yeah, and then and then Evelyn fucking activates her, and then Evelyn fucking activates them where fucking the door shut, and then Elastigirl walks forward and speaking in a way nobody's really ever heard her speak, says, "We supers are going to take over the world." <laughs> yeah, and that one actually bothered me too because Screen Slaver and like when she was controlling somebody, he talked normally. Yeah, just like regular he dude. Normally. I don't know if that was a recording being played through the mask, but she could have done that with Helen. Yeah, but nope. Just incredibly awkward, incredibly stilted, incredibly stupid. And everybody's like, oh, oh, wait, fuck this. And th- yeah, and that's her plan. Her plan is to very obviously mind control these people so that anybody who thinks about it for a second would know they're being mind controlled. And they go, oh, and then so, so, the, so the rest of the public will go, oh, wait, they're evil. Okay. Well, the one of the reasons behind that is because she believes that people are controlled by the media. So she believes that by, like, like they'll just believe it because they saw it on television, which isn't entirely untrue. Yeah. Yeah. Like, if you say it's something un- that's untrue. wrong enough, people believe it. Like, you could say, oh, you know, the sky's green, like, 50 million times. 
Or maybe something not so, like, easily unproven, or, like, easily proven. But, like, you know, if you say something that's wrong several times over and over again for months... No, yeah, I, I, get, I get that. believe it. I get that, but... Like, people on TV have seen people be mind-controlled. Like, news about the screen slaver, the person who takes over your mind and makes you do stupid shit and talk weird. That has been out in the media. And the last girl stopped him. Oh, and that's out in the media. It's not out in the media that it wasn't the real screen slaver. It's like these people have never heard of a fucking supervillain before. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, even if he even if he was fucking caught, guess the fuck it's what? Like, there are career like criminals the in this world. That, that concept exists. It's like the people that would have been adults and regularly heard about the supervillains before are now in the older to um, upper middle range uh, range, upper, upper middle age range, and now you've got a new generation running most of the things, and they wouldn't have had as much exposure to the superheroes, supervillains, etc., because it's been 15 years since they were last active. They were active a week ago. When the giant yes, robot attacked guy, the major metropolitan city. Yeah, one guy but, but, but. who got defeated and was never heard from again and then the underminer yeah. and then other criminals the underminer who surprisingly went forgive the pun underground yeah that's the thing he, he starts out robbing a bank gets away and then is never caught i like really i think that he was doing the whole supervillain spiel because syndrome made it cool and then he can just go back home take off his mask and be like yeah i inherited like several million dollars but anyway uh my big problem with the movie is uh, they start like fucking nine? They start like fucking like seven different plot threads, and none of them have any kind of like like good resolution. They just kind of stop. Okay, give me an example, Mister Incredible. His whole thing is, yeah, his whole thing is like, oh, his wife goes out and does stuff, but wait, he's the fucking he's you know man boy. He 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 got to be good at stuff, and then his whole thing is like. Stress dealing with stress like with his wife going out there doing all this awesome shit that he feels like he should be doing, and then also him having to learn to deal with his kids because he hasn't done that because he's a dad in the sixties. Okay, and all that shit. And by the end of it, he's learned how to help his children. Not no, not learned, to... not not by the end of it, by the middle of it. And and it wasn't like some fucking arc. It was no, it, it, was, it was in a montage. He learned math and then took a nap and was fine. No, that is not what happened. You're shortening the entire story a lot. It was not in a montage. Overnight, he went through his son's math homework and start and figured out how to do the new math, but only the small section that they had to learn. He taught his son that, but then later on, Dash comes back and like, we've got to do decimals. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, no, he can't pronounce decimals. Um, which is weird because they would have said it and he would not be learning from reading it. Yeah. Um, also if he's old enough to, also if he's old enough to be learning about decimals, he's old enough to know how to pronounce decimals. Yeah, he is. Um, and, uh, then there's the arc where he has to deal with the fact that he can't fix everything because he fucked up his uh, daughter's date and relationship. And he doesn't get to be the one who fixes that. He has to realize all I can do is apologize and promise to try and be better, which is what he does shortly after he drops off Dash because he not Dash uh, Jack Jack because he realizes, yes, I have figured out ways to fix air quotes the problems, but there are other people who are more qualified. So 
after Lucius tells me, hey, you should probably go see uh, Edna, I'm going to go see Edna. It is an arc because he realizes, he has to realize that just because he's Mr. Incredible doesn't mean that he is the only solution. He is a part of it. It's character development. And it's a great arc, especially for someone like me who has had to go through that arc in life. Because yeah, I didn't get I that had to... at all. At all. It didn't feel like an arc. It felt like stops. It felt like, all right, so we've, all right, so we've done this, and then he's at this, then he's at this, then he's at this. And, and Jack-Jack, he, fucking Jack-Jack, Jack-Jack was really necessary in this. Kind of, yeah. Just, it felt like they, it felt like, oh yeah, people think Jack-Jack's adorable, let's put him in as much as possible. He was really like, like. There's an extended fight scene between him and a raccoon. Yeah. Yeah, that raccoon kept coming back for more. Yeah, I think I think he thought he could take the laser-eyed fire baby. Yeah, and also, what the fuck is Jack Jack? Is Jack Jack a baby or a dwarf? Because fucking half the time he's walking around doing like that, and then a night with Edna, and he is just Edna. Oh, he's a mimic. It's very common among small children that they'll mimic the behaviors of people that they like. And since he has superpowers that allow him to do it to an even greater extent, he's even more so. Yeah, this is why you can't what? swear around small children, because they will swear constantly after they've heard it from you. Children are mimics. Yeah, yeah. but there's a difference between, like, there's a difference between, like, Again, why, why would he not have mimicked his mimic. mom at all, at any point? Not, like, nothing has shown him being mimicking to that extent, ever. He wasn't that advanced in his powers yet. And he could it had nothing to do with his the... powers. He was just walking. Well, that is a baby developing. And then later, no, he was the walking worse. Bob... Like, why the fuck did Bob not be like, wait, you're walking properly? Because that should have been something you would have noticed. But, like, the baby's weird. I'm not going to deny that. Yeah, the it's baby's weird. weird. It's completely fucking just, just throwing him in there because he's cute. The fucking Violet. Jesus. She's a teenage girl going through a teenage girl story arc. Hence Jesus. Yeah, I I don't have a problem with it because it makes sense for the character. Uh, Dash was pretty non-existent. For yeah, most yeah, of the he time. was he was just kind of po- he he was just kind of there because he had to be. He was absentee heroing most of the time. <laughs> it's like what the hell. Yeah, and and also like the objectivism was fucking palpable in this thing way more so than it was in the first one because like for those who don't know brad bird the writer and director is an objectivist uh and while i'm probably gonna butcher this but who the fuck cares because ayn rand made it and fuck ayn rand uh, objectivism is just this idea that the best people like the top of the top the cream of the crop the fucking ubermensch they should be allowed to do whatever they want no holds barred and and by Ugh. doing and by doing so, the world will be a better place. Yeah, it's a nonsensical belief system, in my opinion. Yeah, it's fucking because retarded. Yeah. The idea that a select few should just be allowed to do whatever they want is what leads to dictatorships and uh, other highly destructive aspects of society. Yeah, it's a terrible fucking yeah. belief system. But Brad Bird is part of that, and and, it, and knowing that, you can see hints of it in that first movie, and in the second movie. 
Not but hints I of it. I can't, not hints of it. It just I, huge swaths. I can't, I can't agree with that. Because of the simple fact that the supervillain is a member of that uh, part of society, that objectively more skilled, more able segment of society. And it's true for the first movie, too. And they both get taken down, not because they're going up against someone who is smarter and stronger, but someone who has a stronger will. Which is not one of the objectively better things that... Agent Rick Dicker literally says... If only the government would stop getting in the way of good people trying to do good things. See, that's objectivism that's in this movie. <sighs> objectivism is a retarded idea that anybody can argue any fucking thing for, so it's fucking stupid. But I couldn't not see it in this. I can understand your perspective, but I respectfully disagree at this time. Like, That's this entire segment. I, this this entire segment yeah. is you like the movie. I didn't. We're respectfully disagreeing with each other. Yeah. And Rascal did not see it. <laughs> yeah. Well, now you're not allowed to because then you pick a side. Oh no. Yeah, this needs to be fucking Schrodinger's <laughs> argument over here. Go. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Incredibles two. Um, just final thought. Wrap up. Um, I thought it was a. Disappointment that did not require twelve years that would not require fourteen years of waiting to make. They could have made this movie literally straight to DVD the month after the first one came out, and it would be even better actually released back then because a it would be closer, and b I wouldn't have less I wouldn't have as much time to fucking ruminate on that first one and form as strong an opinion on it as I did. But coming out fourteen years later, it is a massive disappointment and a just kind of okay movie to me. For me, after three years, I decided, oh, they're probably not going to make one. Oh, well, enjoy the first one and wish that they'd made a TV series about it. Then 14 years later, hey, they're making Incredibles 2. Seriously? Awesome. And I went in and I enjoyed it a lot. I enjoyed the puns. I enjoyed the Poltergeist reference. I enjoyed the what, in my opinion, was the arc that Bob had to go through because... Honestly, I get that. I didn't get as much from Elastigirl's arc because I'm not a woman. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just flat out, I'm not a woman. I'm not a homosexual man. I'm not. I, I, I try to see things from that perspective, especially when I'm writing. But I, is everything okay? Yeah, I accidentally knocked my chair into a shelf. Okay. I try to see I things drop, from that perspective. I dropped my I'm microfiber writing. cloth, some pens, and a can of Pam. Why is there a can of Pam? What is Pam? Uh, It is a non-stick coating that you spray onto pans and other kind of pot things when you're cooking. Oh, okay. Why do you have Pam in your room? Because I didn't have anywhere to put it in the kitchen. (laughs) What? What? I live with a bunch of roommates, and I did not want them using my Pam. I didn't have anywhere to put it in the kitchen, so it is in my room next to my fucking battery charger and knife. Well, now we know what he uses that Pam for. You do not. (laughs) Do you have any idea how terrible aerosol lubricant is? (laughs) That shit gets everywhere. And I have my computer in here. I can't be spraying that shit around all willy-nilly. 
<laughs> Plus, I don't want my dick smelling like butter. <laughs> I don't. You're quite of the year. I don't want my dick smelling like butter. Anyway, back to my final thoughts on The Incredible. Uh, the weirdest thing for me was when I was a teenager, I had a crush on Violet, and now I'm looking at her like a dad. <laughs> like, it's like, mm, I'm not sure that boy's good for weight. What? Um. <laughs> okay, yeah, well, I was, I was look, like, when I was, when I was, when I was younger, I was looking at her like, oh, you're a teenage girl. Okay, whatever. Now I'm looking at her like, now I'm looking at her like somebody else's daughter. It's like, oh, you, mm. God damn it, you're so annoying. Now I have a crush on Helen. Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> uh, but no, Fucking I love thick. I love the Incredibles too. <laughs> I highly... She's not thick. No. Helen. I have a stand. She is not. No. Mm. Sorry, it's 2v1, rascal. <laughs> no. <laughs> the official stand for this podcast is... Helen is fucking banging. <laughs> I will admit to that. Alright, I will admit to that. She looks very pretty. That's <laughs> <laughs> the most polite way to say it. Uh-uh. It's like, yes, you you seem very nice. You have a lovely personality. <laughs> no, you gotta you gotta, you gotta put on the perv voice. I think she's very pretty. Oh, yeah, no, girl. this is this is unfair because like, she's not good. for my consumption. I'm here for the dad. <laughs> well, he stayed in shape. Yeah, like, he, I expected him to yeah. let himself go a little bit when he was um, like had to play father figure. Yeah, that, but but then, no, he but then I mean, he still looks yeah. good. Get him in a polo next to a barbecue. Very nice. Just cooking up some man meat. Oh, hush up! You want you you want some of that Lucius. <laughs> He's a oh, bit yeah. sticky yeah. for me. <laughs> like you, I'm worried. I'd, I'm worried. I'd break him in half. I am literally. I'm literally seven of him. <laughs> I really want to see Honey, his wife. Oh yeah, I want I to know what she looks like. Art for her. Because I'm wondering. Like I'm wondering. Like like did he and Bob like flip? Does he like have? a really like bodacious beautiful black wife and just like they didn't want to like end up having someone make a fat joke about her so they didn't show her like <laughs> that's what i'm wondering i i saw i've seen the for the concept concept art for um for honey she looks amazing so i mean and no i'm not wife. saying that i'm one not one. saying that like just because she'd be uh you know, a curvaceous woman that she'd be fat. I'm saying that the internet is made of horrible people. Oh, dip. Oh, yeah. De definitely the people would be very horrible to honey, but like... They'd be horrible to anybody. Yeah. Oh, so I was right. She is a curvy cutie. Yeah, yeah. She's very nice. And I can 100% see... And I can 100% hear her dialogue coming out of that face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I heard that coming out of that face. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's making me. You know what? The uh, um, uh, never mind. I'll I'll talk about it later. Uh, so yeah. Uh, what's next on on the docket, Dead Man? Let's bang out the hollow. Yes, finally. I've been um, waiting how many weeks? 
you've seen the ending, right, Dead Man? Yeah, of course. Okay, uh, we're just gonna get it out of the way. The ending is fucking disappointing. Fuck the ending. The ending it's, is a bunch of dog shit. If you if you enjoy the, the show, cut off at the last minute. Literally. Yeah. Last the final minute, just stop watching. Watch watch the final fight scene with the dragon, and then stop right there. Leave. Just go. Because now this is like we're gonna get into spoiler territory. Because we kind of have to talk about that stupid, stupid ending. But, uh... Hell, I yeah. didn't... If it wasn't for the fact that it was for the show, I probably would have dropped off around episode 7. I yeah, was not a fan gave, of this. They kind of gave up on, like, the mystery at episode 7. Yes. It was like, it's all yes. a video game! And that was the answer. Well, yeah, like, it yeah. was... Yeah. Like none of this was the series. The series is billed at the start as a mystery. None of it felt like yes. a mystery. It felt like a very disorganized D and D game run by a junior high school student. I actually That's really exactly. liked the D and D aspect of it. Like, it, it, like I liked that part. That was fun for me. But like, especially but like, death I, with his scones. But like, I wasn't going in there thinking like, oh, this is gonna be like some fun adventure thing. You know, like a fucking D and D thing. I was going in here saying like, oh, this is a mystery. And yeah, then none of the, the mystery elements episode... ever amounted to anything. Like, yeah, like fucking anything. Like every once in a while, they every once in a while they would go away, and then it would be, and then like a character that would like keep on a character from that from that fucking scene, and they'd go like, oh yeah, fucking the intrigue goes like fucking the dudes the dudes down at the goddamn fucking uh, amusement park or the tree. Like when she's like, oh, you're not worthy yet. I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? And you get to the end, and it means goddamn nothing. Because them being worthy yeah. was not an actual effect on the show. It's like, oh, I only let the worthy in. Hey, we're worthy. We still have to fucking kill you. Yeah. But they were yeah, apparently worthy before episode. going, to, but they're they apparently worthy before killing the dragon. Yeah. Uh -huh. The first episode built a, like, a perfect mystery show they, it started out really strong with them being in that room with the typewriter yeah and then let, finding let me just house. say this any of us could run a D, &D game leagues with a league's better mystery the problem Definitely. is all of our friends are too genre savvy and would start catching on or they're idiots mm. or they're massive idiots yeah yeah the, yeah, yeah you, you try running a mystery yeah. with fucking us with my with our fucking group i think you and alex would catch on but we have James. I know. Just there. He would have. He would be. He'd be. The, he'd be the Kai. No, actually, that's the thing. James. James actually does like mystery stuff. It's just him in the context of games. Like I said, he'd be the Kai. Oh, I fucking hate he, Kai. He'd I take the typewriter and smash it against the wall. I Fuck despise Kai. Kai grew on me. Kai grew on me. Kai um, grew on me, and, and then he the... turned, and then he turned on oh. his team for pussy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like he, like I think about halfway through the show, I was like, oh, I actually kind of like Kai, and then my likeness for Kai kind of like dropped. It's like, oh, no, I kind of don't like Kai anymore. No, no, so, no matter like, what but... Kai did, I always hated Kai because yeah, let's get let's get fucking deep again. I've been the Kai. <laughs> Let's take a step back and talk about the ending, just to yes. get it out of the yeah. way. Let's take a step back from the middle yeah. of the show and talk about the end of the show. 
Well, I was trying to talk about the begin the ending, and then we just got on to talking about all the characters. So, but, so in so, the so end, well, just before that, for anybody who doesn't remember. The Hollow we talked about in the last episode, uh, it is an animated series on Netflix, 10 episodes long, um, starts out with these three kids waking up, have no memory of who they are, what's happening, um, and they find themselves in a bunker in the woods. They get out in this big mystery and un, like starts to unravel where all of them have their own different powers and shit's going weird and they have to try to figure out where they are, what's happening, and how to get home. Get to the yes. end and... Uh, they defeat the dragon, break through the door with the... Ishibo, and it was a game show. It was a yep. game show the entire time, and we heard Kai's voice come out of that young man's mouth. Terrifying. That was the weirdest fucking thing. That was scary. I was like, oh god, no, please put it back. And it was and it was even worse considering the wardrobe because they all looked like very like beginning cosplay versions of themselves from the show. Yeah. Yeah, it's like they, they designed the characters and then they got um, someone very new. Like, you know, they like designed the characters, got the voices done, did it. And they're like, fuck, for the ending, we have actual people. So they did it in the opposite direction of we have these characters, we have to make these people look like characters. Instead of we have to make these characters look, look like, like people. These people. Yeah, which would have made... Um, More sense? It would have made the, like, the, the seam... Not the seamlessness, but like the transition... From being in the video game to being in this nightmare realm, a lot easier, I think. I love how you call the real world the nightmare realm. <laughs> Honestly, it is because if that voice is coming out of that young man looking Kai, no. And also, like on the opposite team, there's um, like, just like one thing. There is a better way to have handled this ending <laughs> that would have left room for a season two. Is they would have stayed in the fucking video game. No, if they, they didn't just... have to stay in. The, they didn't have to stay in the video game. They come out. They're still their animated selves. Yes. And they enter mm -hmm. into a hellscape, a genuine yes. hellscape, where now the mystery is what happened to the world. And you know what? You could have still kept it as. Um, you still could have kept the characters of not of like not knowing who they are. So they 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 still have their memories of the game. And like you know, their names, their powers, but they still don't know. Hell, like, we could get Inception on this, and it's just layer after layer of game yeah. until they decide to end the series. Exactly. Yeah. Like instead of like you know, before instead, it being like shitty, um, it's a shitty video game that nobody actually would want to play. Yeah. So like oh, in the also, first season, it could have been the video game, and then in the second season, it could have been more like a game show kind of game, and like, but it's like Nightmare Realm kind of. And we'd still keep up the mystery of, like, you know, why are they here? How come they still don't have their memories? Everyone else seems to have their memories, but we don't. What went wrong? Like. <sighs> anyway, so I have. So their powers, that. Yeah, they just chose them. Yeah, no, here's the thing. Here's the thing. They chose them, but they each only chose one that didn't explain their other stuff. Like like fucking mm -hmm. like that one girl was like, hey, I can swim and breathe water, okay? Why can you talk? Why can you talk to animals? Why do you have hydrokinesis like your fucking Aqua Woman? Why can Kai why, build anything? Why, why? Also, Kai can manipulate energy, not just fire. We see in the first episode he is unfazed by an electric fence. But nope, it's just fire. He only got fire. Fuck you, fire. 
I assumed, like, I assumed, like, once we got, once, like, once we got to the end, of, like, the fight with the second dragon, I assumed his powers were dragon powers. Yeah, that would have been cool. Nope. Nope. It's just I have fire hands. Also, lightning doesn't affect me, see, and I can build anything. I'm just gonna say this: if we get a season two, either this is going to become an anthology style series where it's like, oh, we've got different people going into the games for different reasons and all that stuff, but uh, it's just not gonna. Uh. See, I and why does it wipe I, their fucking minds? What the fuck is the purpose of that? Okay, I can see the point of wiping their minds because, like, if this show, if this game shows what have been going on for like years then like it's possible that you could be a fan of the show watch it and then end up and then like having all the strategies in your mind so if like you I fucking can see the build a game if you if you build a game like world this fucking complex you can fucking change things yeah well, every season we have a new fucking adventure yeah but no based on this it is every season like you go in the same fucking run. Everything is the same. You choose your powers. Don't worry. You won't remember them. I'll explain the rules to you. Don't worry. You won't remember them. There will be consequences to your actions, but you don't know why or what those consequences will be when you're also, finally in the game. Also, it's all meaningless. Get the fuck what? You were, you were playing this for the entertainment of 35 people. I mean, it was Sitting televised. in a fucking void on folding chairs. It was probably televised. Yeah, but like, where were the cameras? Really, the ending feels rushed. It does. It feels like they had a like maybe okay, maybe a week to like set up, and then a day of shooting, and then no, that's no. It. Ooh, Here's I mean, my problem. I feel like the ending was tacked on. Yeah, yeah. Like I yeah. They had feel like everything. they started, and then we're like, we're not going to get a season two, and it's like we'll turn it into a game show because it feels kind of tacked on. Yeah, a little yeah. bit. And, and like the, and like like the stupid fucking thing, week. like, like oh, it looks over, then her eye glitches out, and he's like, ah! Like, that's supposed to be their season two hook? Yeah, yeah. Like, fuck that. <sighs> also, goddamn weirdy, that fucking piece of shit. Yeah. The explanation for what he is. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's the host. He's just the I, fucking but host. I like him. I still like him, but it's I like, like, it's like mm. digital him. I don't like real yeah. him. I like him real before him I knew him. what he was or what his purpose was. Like, if he was just this fucking trickster just going around doing whatevs, that would be fine. Like, Yeah, it seemed like he was a Loki kind of character, which made him really interesting yeah. and cool. Yeah, like, like hey, I like, know everything that's going on, but I'm not going to tell you, but I'll help you out occasionally for a price that I won't tell you about. That is yeah, fine. That, that is an interesting fucking mysterious. thing in the story. It would... Here... Uh, Again, how I would have executed this better. I'll help you for a price, and the price being a fraction of your power. Every time you use me, it's going to take you longer to get stronger. But nope, you, know you just mean? but nope, you just have hey, you have power points. Yeah. That just, that oh. you don't have access to that I never. <clears throat> that ending, that fucking ending, pisses me also, off so fucking much. Why was Kai sci-fi tech genius? Because okay, shut up, okay, he's a he nerd. No, no, no. He okay. See, when I watched the ending the first time, I thought um, you watched it multiple times. No, I did not watch. I replayed it in my head. But um, from what I remember, is that the dude said, "Oh, okay, pick your superpower, and now pick your bonus power." So I thought I his main... yeah, I don't remember any bonus yeah, power. See, yeah, see, I remember that's them because picking you don't one remember power. it. I'm... 
Yeah, I am I double think checking because since you do don't remember it, I think maybe I'm remembering it as a bonus power in order to explain why. Like my brain was like, okay, here's the explanation. Your brain's probably trying to justify things. Yeah, yeah. I think my brain is just trying to like justify and improve as it can while it's watching. Um, like I really but, want yeah. a se- I want a season two, but I want them to go back and fix the ending of season one because I really enjoyed this series, and most of the- I actually genuinely liked most of the characters, especially Kai's growth arc when he realized his horrendous mistake and how he tried to fix things. See, okay. Because we're all creative geniuses here, ah! I think. Yeah, I think what if they could maybe salvage season two, if um, and they keep the ending of season one, but they have to like you know because of that glitch um in her eye, like right before like you know the credits came on, is like they go with that. They go with the fact that um. They're in this game show, but they have no clue what's going on. And all three of the main characters have just got that, like, you know, that doubt in their mind that they're not out of the game show. And then it goes on from there. And they either go back to being animated and being a person in the real life Nightmare Realm only lasts like 10 minutes max in the first episode and then never seen again. Or, um,. It becomes now like a mystery or like a, a psychology kind of horror. Okay, which so I, think... I just double checked. Yes. He says, choose your secret power. Secret power. Oh, okay, yeah. that's it. Yeah, that, that's what yeah. he said because, and he only, he only, you only choose one of those. But what's even more fucking pissed off is that Adam passes by the super tech power. Yeah, yeah, he passes by and gives, and I guess Kai picks it up. No, Kai doesn't pick no, shit. He picks. Kai picks up yeah, energy. Yeah, he, you know he. he, yeah, he yeah, no, he passes by water. He passes by water and picks fire. Like 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 how, like how Kai did was he was scrolling through. Then he went like, oh, water. Like all right, fire, water. Oh wait, fire. Let's go with that. Then go over to uh, go over to fucking Kira, Mira. Mira. Mira, yeah. Mira. And she picks water, and then you go over to Adam, and he goes by a wrench to a fist and chooses that. And then he's like, all right, you have to go complete these objectives. You remember what they are, so what's the point of me telling you this or us having objectives because get fucked? Here we go. <sighs> Kai can you just know, do I that because he's God. It. Yeah. If, I in, in season two, it's going to be explained that he built the game show. or something. Yeah. If it wasn't a game show ending maybe they were like better testers or something there is an explanation for why kai had those abilities and mira had the water abilities but could also talk to animals whereas adam's only ability was i punch good and he also like does kung fu maybe that that's punch good they abused the meta of the game kai went out and learned how the technology of the game world worked so that when he got in, even if he didn't have his memories, he still had the it's he still had the knowledge buried in his head. Yeah, so the, when it okay, came up, he yeah. accessed it. Mira knew the, took the knowledge that it was a video game world and built into her head, I can talk to animals. Literally psychologically programming herself in order to get a secret advantage in the game. Oh, I like You're giving this I way like too this. much credit. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, but like, I'm not giving this any credit at all. I'm saying this is my explanation. They're not gonna yeah. fucking give us one because they're no. not smart enough to. Because they made it now. into a fucking game show. 
And I'm still mad about that. Ugh. This is my explanation for how I would make it make sense. Wait, your explanation was that they spent that the people making the game spent enough time like actually building four real components and shit for working spaceships. Uh, no, that the uh, characters built uh, on the logic of the game universe. So, like, would you say that the main characters were like maybe not hardcore? Well, I guess yeah, hardcore van- uh, fans of like the game show. Given like, that the game? given that the leader is wearing a hollow T-shirt, yes. Yeah. So I guess yeah. I mean, I'd see it if they were hardcore van- uh, fans. They definitely, you know, they'd have an understanding of the game enough to make advantages for now, themselves. Anyone uh. watching this. These are not the explanations that they even attempt to give us. Yeah, these are this all, explanations. This all means this nothing. This is something we are creating. None of what we're saying means anything. This is theory crafting based on our own ideas. This is a Star Wars yeah. Extended Universe book. Yes. Yeah. Because they give us nothing in the show. Nothing. Literally, we get five seconds. We get five seconds of an explanation for the ending, and then it goes to black. But that five seconds ruins, I guess, the whole premise also, of the entirety of, of this the game. Mystery it tried to build. Yeah. Also, the entirety of this yeah. show took five hours, which means they barely get a season out of it. Oh wait, we barely got a season out of it. No, we got a Netflix season. Netflix seasons are fucking ten episodes, unless you're Voltron, then you're five. <laughs> which I'll, uh, I'll I'll get to. I haven't caught up on it yet, so. Well, fuck. Yeah, sorry. I'm just. I have. I've. Life has been life. Anyway. Yeah, the hollow fucking sucks. The hollow, yeah, the hollow could have been more. If, if they had just gone with the mystery... Disappointing! They had yeah, it's yeah, so if, disappointing. If, if it had been, if, if it had been like... First episode. Yeah, if, this, if the show had been about them getting out of the bunker and then the woods... Yeah, just like, just like yeah, hey, and where are these woods? woods? What's this bunker? What is anything around here? Why can't we leave? Who is working this fence? Who put us here? What are these dogs? Why so, do we have these like powers? Are yeah, we experiments? How do we get out of here? Yeah, keep like, things. They didn't yeah, have to go through for, the game route. Yeah, for the, for the mystery of at least like a first season, keep things contained. And yeah, if you didn't go through the game brew and you went with this is actually real life and these kids truly don't know why they have superpowers and then don't know who they are because they have no memory, then like the end of the first season could have them could have been them getting out of the woods and then like finding a road or civilization. And then the next season could have been them trying to understand like, you know, the bigger mystery. Yeah, and yeah, and like the, the fucking- biggest problem with this is they went too small scale. With they, yeah, one, definitely. one, they went too small scale with one thing, the map. Yeah, that's... the map establishes the size of our territory, and because of that, it limits the scope of the game world. What they should have done, they established that the map can change. What they should have done was have them open up the map after they've gotten to the tree, and then gone, "What the fuck?" and have it be a tiny corner. Yeah, just, or or the map scrolls. It's, it's like they open it up. It's like, all right, we're there. We're almost there. We're at the edge of the world. And then as soon as you get to the edge of the world, the map just begins to scroll. Yeah. Yeah. It would have been brilliant. Yeah, it, it would have it been like a great little thing that would have added to the mystery of this fucking thing. Yeah, it would have. It also would have like helped reinforce the idea. This is a video game, but still. 
And also, it probably would have brought in more stakes because um, since they like, you know, they established how small the world is, and when the world starts to corrupt, it's like, oh, it doesn't really matter. It's like this by this big. But like, if it was, I don't know, like ten times bigger, or like, you know, was like infinite, like you know, infinitely generated or whatever, then th there could have been the idea that background knowledge of oh, there's way more at stake here because way more is being destroyed. So actually, that's the and thing. Our characters have been, yeah. With the world corrupting. Was that real or baked in? I think that was real because Weirdy genuinely looked afraid. That's yeah, but yeah, but like he, yeah, but he's actors. also like a fucking. He's a game show host, and these people don't know what's happening. So him coming in there and going, "Oh god, everything's going no, to no, shit." No, no, no. I mean, the live action character looked genuinely yeah. afraid. Yeah, but, like, I think, but like, why? Why? Because when that happened, the other characters they got caught in the corruption, presumably. But then they got out and everything they was fine. To, no, I, they needed to beat the game to shut it down. Yeah, I think I'm the pretty corruption sure he was said real. something along those lines. Yeah, I think the corruption was real, and um, Weirdy was maybe like having a slight, a, a slight panic attack because he was the host, and he's like, "Oh fuck, the game's corrupting. We need you to finish the game like now, and then we can fix this later in post." Like you know, it was that kind of. After we knew and like after we saw Weedy as the host, that's how I took it as because it's like, oh shit, the game's actually corrupting. This is bad for our reputation. Because he, like he was standing there, like, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. I just, uh, I just assumed, given I, this might say more about what I think of people who host TV shows, but I just assumed he was doing that, like, come on, you fucking pieces of shit, don't fuck this up for me. You have to win so that I can, so that we can give up prizes and become an actual established thing. Because fuck all of you. Again, there was already a hollow T-shirt, so I assumed the show was somewhat established. When I when I saw that, I assumed that he came in and he was wearing a shirt that would that had like some kind of brand on it that they didn't have a brand deal with, so they went like, "Oh, hey, here, have some merch." Like like him with the, him with the hollow shirt. That seems very much like a that seems very much like a hey, put this shirt on to go out there, so that, so that people will know we can so that people will know you can buy these. Hmm. I guess, yeah. I can, I think see, I can see where be, you're coming from. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe it's like, you know, the show has been established, but it's like, oh, here's our new range of shirt. And like, you know, he's wearing the merch. Yeah, it, it's it's like some Price is Right shit. Just you got a bunch, you got a bunch, of, yeah. you got a bunch of fucking plants in the in the audience wearing like fucking, like, hey, all right, so yeah, all right, so yeah, every fifth person in line gets a color of, gets a fucking different color shirt. Ba-da, ba-da. Exactly. <laughs> like that kind of thing, like. I don't know. It, this whole fucking thing makes little sense to me. The show itself was a massive disappointment. I, uh, I just wish it had went with the what it was going for in the first episode and then stayed with that rather than going with the cop-outs they went with. Yeah, but like it, with the rest of the show and the mystery in it, that really bugged me too because... Like, like, supposedly, Mira was the one who was like, hey, I'm really good with puzzles. The puzzle of where they are, Adam was the only one trying to solve it. And any theory he comes up with, Mira's just like, get fucked, dude. That is stupid. That is retarded. Now, if you excuse me, I need to go talk to this bear. Just yeah. Adam, was the, Adam was the only one regularly theorizing about where they are and coming up with ideas and actually, like, examining the world as trying well, to figure out where I they are. I was certain they were dead. Like, yeah, I was, was like, very we're certain. dead. We're dead. <laughs> Adam was the one who put that. Adam was the one who put that idea up first. And also, and, he, Adam yeah, and, and Kai doing that show, was him was mocking like... Adam. 
and then he started to believe it, the poor, the poor child. But also, um, later on in this, uh, later on in the show, before they realized it was a game, um, Adam was like, "Oh, it's an alternate reality." Yeah, and then um, and then Ka- and then Kai and Mira are both get fucked, dude. Yeah, well, I think they dropped the ball with Mira. Um, oh, they because... massively dropped the ball with Mira. Yeah, she Though had she is... massively. She does problem solve a lot of the time. You know. Like the big dumb yeah. cyclops and all that stuff. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah, also, there's, why? There's something else that I just kind of remembered. Why did Adam think it was an alternate reality? Because the like, so Adam, so Adam th- thinks it's an alternate reality because he saw his reflection and saw that it was mirrored. Like he would lift up his right arm and his reflection would lift up the left, or it would lift up the same arms, but it looked like it. It looked. It didn't look like a mirror. It, it didn't reflect. It copied. Yeah. Yeah, and so then Adam saw that and goes, oh, we're in an alternate dimension. Because the water doesn't, because reflections didn't behave as they should, so he assumed alternate dimension. And also, he'd been gone through some weird shit at that point, and like, honestly, I think he, <laughs> like, he would have thrown out many things, and then I think he just got the proof of alternate reality. I, honestly, if it. I had seen that, I would have been like, oh, I've gone crazy. Yeah, if I saw yeah, that, I'd go, yeah, yeah if, I, if I saw that, I'd go, oh, this water is evil. Like I like I would fucking like set up a camera and walk away and expect to see my reflection standing there going, No, let me out. I was actually genuinely annoyed at uh, Adam destroying the spaceship. And now I'm annoyed at the producers for giving them a spaceship and breaking it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's like, really dudes? God. The other kids knew it was a game show well before um, no, they, they, I don't think they knew it was a game show. I just no, they, they didn't. They didn't know it was. They didn't know it was a game show. They they just, they just knew it was some kind of game. A, a game, yeah. They knew it was a game, and that they were a team, and that they needed to win. But they knew that way earlier than the main characters did. Yeah. So but they also, also like, who I, I, gave I, them that clue? I would not want to play this game for one simple reason. I could go in with the people that I think are my best friends, and then it turns out they went Hunger Games on my ass. Yeah, like it's it's kind of yeah. it's kind of hard to like be in there like, hey, I went in with my best buddies, we're going to play. Oh, you wipe our memories? Well, this is fucked. Who are you, weird assholes? Why did I wake <laughs> up with you? Oh my god, you all have powers. Also, seriously, there were some powers that were useful, and then other powers. Yeah. Also, if you want to yeah. beat them, if you want to beat the meta, the power you want is super speed, because there was no caloric uh, cal- calorie cost on that thing. So you are just the best player. Dude, because TK. you can move faster than people can react. TK, bro. What? Telekinesis. No, dude. That black speed. that black kid was owning shit until he was an idiot and threw and threw his own fucking friend into his face, I think. <laughs> Something like that. But like, like, no, the problem is they get, the only one who picked super speed was an idiot. Yeah. He was a laid-back idiot because super speed means, like, as fast as he was moving, he could have punched the guy five times before the guy could close his hand to smash rocks on people. Not saying that he wasn't a damned effective combatant, but speed is where it's at, man. Yeah, and, like, you could run across the map, get something that useful, come back to the team, like... Without using weirdies portals. Yeah. With TK, you can fly. Except he was never demonstrated to be able to lift himself. Because probably because yeah, you never like, thought about it because those people are idiots. 
Well, no, no, no. It might have been like an actual rule in the like. Oh, I can't believe we're justifying this, but but because like in the game, flying is already a power. It might be with telekinesis, you cannot fly yourself. Because, power, um, pick fire, you get flight and the ability to throw a fireball. Yeah, yeah, like that, that, yeah. Kind, that kind of immediately negates what you're fire. saying because with fire, you can fly. I of mean, course, I guess. Of course, it could be a situation like Breath of the Wild where, yeah, you can fly, you just have to lift something with something else while you're standing on that something. Yeah, yeah there are there like are so many ways around the idea, around fucking being able to fly that is just fucking, that like, TK is the best power in that fucking thing. But no, but nobody in this fucking world I knows still, how to use their I goddamn powers. I still argue that super speed is the better power. That super speed is useless effect. because they can see you coming. That's well, true. Well, okay, no, you could. Well, the thing is, I think. Well, the thing is, you pick one, and you have three people in your team, so you've got to strategize like who gets who's who, what power. And then all those so strategies really go out the fucking window because you'll because you won't be working together because you don't know these people. Yeah, but like, like, but like strategies around powers where you're using your own physical body rely on trust. Well, see, the thing there is they actually have an inbuilt trust mechanic in the very beginning in that they're all trapped in a deadly, deadly room where they have to escape. And the only way to escape is by actually being intelligent and working together. Yeah, it's like a forced bonding moment. You have to bond in that first, like, you know, 10 minutes in the game. And then at that point, you know, you should have, like, at least gotten that, like, oh, well, we saved each other's lives back there. We can continue to do that. Yeah, it's not like, yeah. it's, it's not like, it's not like somebody, who, yeah. it's not like the person who put you in this situation would have thrown themselves in that same situation, knowing that you guys would have to work together, thus putting himself in a position of trust with you. Yes, but they're kids. Yeah, they're... They aren't, I mean, they're they aren't adult cynics. Fuck, I, when I was a kid... When I was fucking 13, I hated people. Even people I knew I hated. Okay. Um, you throw, you know, me, throw I, me in that situation, I, I'm dying in the fucking bunker. Probably, I yeah. have a discrepancy about ages, though, because in the show, in the animated show, they are definitely teenagers. They're like 14, kind of like, you know, that I think they just couldn't range. get teen actors and teen they were just like, arranging it up. Yeah. You know? Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's, it's television, dude. they're supposed to be teens. It's television, dude. Yeah. The closest eight, like, can't believe I say this, but of the shows that I've watched, like in the in the more in the more recent years dealing with teenagers, the only one that got even fucking close to having ki- having teenagers cast as teenagers was motherfucking Scream the television series. Wow! Because in that show, yeah, actually, the first victim right. was actually a teenager. Yeah. Her actress oh, was eighteen yeah. at the time. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, honestly, oh, that hurt. what I think might be the best power setup, TK speed mechanic. Yes. Well, that, that's assuming that mechanic yes. is that's assuming that mechanic is even what Kai had. Like, like for all we know, mechanic is just you have a wrench. You remember the Wrecking Crew? Then, like, like I'm going to assume that one of them was like tech. Like, actually, it might have been technopathy. Is what the wrench might have been. Yeah. It might have been techno stuff, yeah. But or I'm might, or might it just being you come out as a robot. That would have been so cool. Yeah, you just w- you just wake awesome. up two normal children and a fucking robot man from the Doom Patrol. That would have been cool. But no, like, like Cliff Steele, what are you doing here? And I, I say that this is the best power setup because you've got offense and defense in pretty much everybody, so long as you can find some tech. This, and if you can't find any tech, 
you've got a massive power advantage. I mean, there's a whole graveyard of, like, you know... Um, of you'd have to know that they were there. I mean, but you'd eventually have to end up around there because, um... Because you gotta go get uh, cinnamon scones well, from death. Well, no, wait a minute. I think... Well, what was... Okay, in the terms of the game... We are spending too game, much time legitimizing what? this idea. We're not we legitimizing it. We're creating our own idea based on it. Okay? Yeah. We are not legitimizing it. They fucked up their concept. This we, is now transformative I, work. But we... I, but, but no, no, here's the thing. It's not transformative work because we are keeping most of what they were doing. Yeah, that's still tram- transformative. Um, okay, so... In, in the Can terms stop, of actual please? gameplay, going into this with objectives, what was the objective? You have to meet the tree, given the quest to find the Ishibu. Ishibu, I think? Ishibu. Is that how you say it? Ishibu. Ishibu. And then... Dan? Ishibu. Ishibo. Yeah, so you have to get the quest to get the Ishibo back, and then you go back to the tree, the tree sends you to the final boss. I think that's the only actual objective of it the, is. That's um, the only of thing the you game. have to do. No, which it, is why is it, everything else Is it uh, like our yes. like like she like the tree fucking says, Hey, you fuckers aren't worthy yet. So do you have to do a bunch of other bullshit in every area to get worthy before she actually says, Hey, no. fucking let's go, bro. No, I think the worthiness is having the Ishibo. That was the only quest they were given. Literally yeah. the only one. But then why but then why was it like, hey, hey, call me for a hint. Then he drops you off everywhere but the only place you have to go. Because that would make the game too easy. I think that was literally yeah. the uh game show host just being. Plus a at dick. the plus at the top he said quests. Plural. Yeah, that's my problem with it. He specifies plural quests, but we only ever see one quest. Yeah, we, we only see one legitimate quest, but corruption. there are. But like, how many times? How many times you run around, run around an RPG just talking to some random fucking people, and then all of a sudden it's like, "Hey, fucking, this is happening," and then you just get a blip to go look at a thing. You know, you know what might be is that they actually in the game show there actually is more quests. Maybe after you defeat the dragon, you go into the next level. But um, it's so like the dragon is technically the the first level boss. But um, or at least the first world boss. But unfortunately, the corruption got to the show before it got to that point. So they just had to end the game show. We need to stop after the final. Dragon. Yeah, we 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 should. Yeah. we, should we need to stop. <laughs> yeah. So the hollow. Don't watch it. The hollow. Watch it, but skip the last few minutes. Yeah, watch it until the end of the dragon fight, and then just leave. Never look at it again. Unless they come out with season two that fixes our issues with it. it. They won't. Yeah. If they come out with season two, I'm watching it. Just to see if they fix it. Th- they won't. No, because I actually enjoyed it. I'm just really pissed at the ending. Yeah. yeah That's what this actually. episode is. This, this episode is Caveman and Dead have differing opinions on everything. <laughs> <laughs> and disappointment. <laughs> uh, Annie Hoosel. Moving on. Rascal. What have you been watching? Oh, oh shit, I'm first. Okay. Yes, you are. Um, <laughs> I love this shock. Oh, oh fuck. Okay. Um, like, oh, crikey, um, I am first. Oh no. Whoops, I spilled oh, my fosters. Crikey, no. No. Good day. No. <laughs> the actual pain in your voice when you said no. Oh, uh, okay. Oh no, I, the I drop bears have it. This. 
no one drinks Foster's here. It's shitty beer. Um, <laughs> but okay. Uh, you know what would have been more Australian? Uh, VB or like, you know, uh, Golden X's or something. To the but rest anyway. of the world, it's Foster's. Yeah. Oh, I hate you stereotypes in Foster's film and media. Australian for racism. Exactly. <sighs> oh, hey, I according to your own rules, you can't be racist against white people. And Australians are predominantly white. I'm half white. Uh, well, I mean, the Australians. That's a bit too political Australians for this. In, yeah, yeah. The white Australians invaded. Like, you know. Well, invaded. What, were they just kind of like dumped there? So, like, England uh, was like, England was like, oh, yeah, that looks a good place. Throw your fuckers over there. You, you know what? No, we're all being racist. The true Australians are emus. Yeah, I'm, I'm always uh, on the emu side. I think what it said kangaroo. Discussion. No. no the, the, there was a war against the emus and the emus won. So <laughs> yeah. the only true Australians true. are emus. Um, what about koalas? Yeah. No, koalas are dumb and they're full of chlamydia and they're dying. They're dumb. You know, Australia. Yeah. <laughs> 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 they're riddled with, with sexual transmitted... Diseases and that's it. That's all you need to know about koalas. So they're um, Australian college students. Got it. Yeah, essentially. <laughs> okay. Spend all their time on that herb. You know that uke. No, actually, we don't. We don't get weed here, unfortunately. Yeah, maybe you don't. You um, fucking square. No. Weeds everywhere, man. <laughs> but, yeah, I guess weed is everywhere. If you can grow a um, if you can grow a plant, you can if you if anybody in your country can grow plants, weed is there. I mean, like I do know what weed is. I have been in the vicinity of weed, but it is technically illegal. Why, well, yes, I have seen one marijuana. I have seen the one bong. Actually, I've actually helped build a few bongs, but anyway, don't tell me. I was present. <laughs> I was present when a friend of mine injected a whole marijuana. <laughs> okay. Public school's great. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> I got the opportunity to go to the theater, which Ooh. I'm putting in the movies and TV podcast because the theater was the precursor to TV and movies. Yeah. So, as, um, as had I, got, I say, no. I went to see. I went to see the Russian ballet Swan Lake at His Majesty's Theater in Perth City. As the head um, of this podcast, I say thee nay. <laughs> Too bad because I'm gonna talk about it anyway. We ain't talking about motherfucking very... ballet on this bitch. Yeah, love that shit, Black well, okay, Swan, son. No, <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk about Swan Lake because it was a very pretty ballet. Then watch... very pretty ballet. Then let's talk about the animated Swan Lake movie. Okay, can I? Okay, I will talk about that. But I had to teach some kids movies and television, um, motherfucker. Yeah, I had to teach some kids about the story of Swan Lake um, to to these kids and also their grandpa. I, I t- a rascal asked, and I was like, did, it, did you see it on TV? Then no. Well, okay. <laughs> no, okay. I also got the DVD, so I have, in fact, watched it on TV. It counts. No, I don't. <laughs> if I watched it on the TV, it counts. I've watched someone die on my TV. That doesn't mean I'm going to talk about it. Swan Lake was very pretty. They had great costumes. It was a great performance. I will poop uh, on you. We... 
I used to do ballet as a as a youngie. Very nice. Um, I I will I will I will fly to Australia. I I will book a ticket and I will go there to poop on you. <laughs> do, do not, <laughs> please do not. <laughs> then stop I, talking about Swan Lake. <sighs> the, the, those are your choices: get pooped on or stop talking about Swan Lake. This is not. Fine, we're talking podcast. about the queer show, Queer Eye. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Queer Eye, okay, Queer Eye Season 2. Did they do um, costumes for a Swan Lake showing? Is that what we're going to get at now? Yeah, did, did, did they did they fucking no. gussy up one motherfucker by giving him ballet lessons? No. Oh, well, they did do dancing lessons. Just like some slobby um, shitbags there, like, hey, what the fuck you guys want? And then it's like, it's like, oh, you have a dancer's potty, and then by the end of it, he's fucking doing pirouettes and shit. Nah, nah. It was, um, this season they did a lot more. So in the first season, it was all about talking to the individual and going, hey, we're going to fix your life. And going, hey, in this one, your it, fucking shit's garbage. Let me do you better. Yeah. In this one, they had a few more episodes dedicated to, like, the community. So they didn't just fix one dude. Oh, the community they, was they, great. They... Let's talk about the community. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> um, they they fixated on one guy, but the one dude was like, "Okay, I've been nominated, but I don't want you to fix my house. I want you to fix, you know, the church or fix the community center or like, you know, fix the the Day fire. Up my church. Yeah, the, like the fire station. Well, okay, you you laugh, but it was a very heartfelt episode. No, no, no. It's just like I like knowing some of the like religious individuals in the country. Oh, that must have went down well. <laughs> well, yeah, that's it. There was a lot of crying in this season, both from the Queer Eye guys and audience members, because I definitely cried. Um, because they had a whole they had a whole episode dedicated for this very uh, religious woman, and she wanted her community center that's you know run by the church to be fixed up and to like you know be a space for everyone. But it was oh shit, it was such like a spiritual episode. Everyone was crying. I was crying because it's like, a sweetheart. No, that's not right. But it was like, sweetheart, you know, you're loved by the church. You're loved by God, even though, you know, everyone may hate you. And it's like, it's like, you start crying. So, so wait a minute. So, so a person who passed away wanted their church run community center back up and running, but they couldn't do it when they died. So this guy was like, hey, help me out here, bros. No, it was this. It was this lovely, uh, this lovely lady who was a mother to a gay man, and um, okay. she, yeah, she survived cancer, and so did her sister, but her um, mother did not. And uh, her her mother's dream was to get the community center that what's that's run by the church to like you know be the community center. So for for this for this lovely woman. Uh, the queer eye dudes, they, they like, you know, they fixed her style. They, um, the cooking dude actually learned how to cook like mac and cheese and like potato salad from her and stuff. But, um, it was and like, they, it was, they gave that church up. They, they yeah, gave you're just, you're the just heading there. You're just yeah. heading there. All the bathrooms are full of condoms and lubricant. Well, <laughs> no. Okay. They gave up the, what, fires, the community the center. Fires. People fucking the community. <laughs> <laughs> They do, they do, oh, but they man. didn't. They see, didn't see, gay up the, the my, church. My favorite thing is we're not just. I would. I want anyone who's listening. I'm not making fun of gay people when I make these jokes. I'm making fun of religious people when I make these jokes, because seriously, yeah, we are not. What, what, yeah. what Dead Man just said is what like certain religious groups that are massively bigoted believe homosexuals do, which pretty much anyone who actually has enough brain cells to go and 
do some research, knows is absolute horseshit. Yeah. That's why I didn't title the episode of, that's why I didn't title the last episode of the Games Podcast what I said the title would be. <laughs> I don't even remember what you said the title would be. Uh, when you said um, something about gay people and AIDS. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I was referencing fucking, um, I was referencing uh, Team America. Yeah, so then I so then I named it. On second thought, maybe not. <laughs> um, they did gay up the fire station, though. These men are so thirsty. <laughs> oh, tell me they have pink fireman uniforms. Does the pole rotate? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Does it vibrate? No, but uh, okay. <laughs> That's the yeah, lubricant you need. Fucking men. grease up that sliding pole. <laughs> these these five gay men spotted several very good-looking firemen, and they were like, "Ooh, we're gonna call." They instantly nicknamed this one dude Superman, and um, one of the gay men fucking latched onto Superman and was so thirsty for him. He was, oh boy, it was like, "I'm gonna need a drink now because this gay man is going, hi Superman," and let's you know, let's dance together, Superman. Is did did they did they raise did they raise money to? Rebuild the community center by selling a uh, fireman calendar. Uh, in that episode, they were built. Um, they were actually raising money to train. Um, rural. Did that one guy uh, who latched firemen? onto Superman say they were doing a fireman calendar? Take a bunch of pictures of him with his shirt off, and then never happen. Um, that may or may not have happened. <laughs> we did yeah, see like, some oh, fierce, firemen fierce. And then, and then it's like, the gets, gets done. It's like, ah, oh, I'm spent. And it just per turns the camera back and about to drop it. Then the assistant runs up and grabs it. <laughs> Photographers had, are weird. Um, yeah. They had, they did do a photo shoot in one of the uh, episodes. Or, yeah, in one of the episodes. And they also, um... They did for the fundraising for the firemen. They uh, they had like you know like oh you pay money for a date for the firemen and all that kind of stuff. Um, and they said prostitution is illegal. <laughs> it's for a good. It's, for it's only no. It's only illegal if you have sex with the client. Yeah, it's just a date. Just a date, dead. What um, you never know. People are very charming sometimes. <laughs> well, it's but, not, uh, uh, it's you not had a lot it, of escort. But you head out, you hit it off, things around. are going great. All of a sudden, you got a dick in your hand. <laughs> That's just how it naturally progresses. The night can go places. You don't know. <laughs> um, I just want to emphasize, okay, one, these men are still gremlins. They still enter a house and, like, shove their hands and everything and destroy a place. They oh, so Fisto would be right at home. <laughs> I still just like this idea of just, like everybody like it's a nice day in town. You see some clouds come. It's like oh okay, storm's coming, and then you and then you just then you just hear like very like fucking the village people just off of the distance riding the clouds. They're like oh god, they're coming, and everybody like locks their doors and stuff. And then all of a sudden you just hear one person just like sitting inside, huddling with their kids, crying as a window breaks open, and you just hear like this wallpaper is terrible. <laughs> And it's five, it's five lovely dressed men as they tear your house apart. No, no, it's like no, it's actual gremlins, but they're dressed very well. Yeah, they they've dressed very well, and it's, it just it just fucking everything. just like stripe is in there, but is like mo, but it's like mohawk is like very well kept. It's essentially like an undercut now. It's, it's like very swept yeah. back, dyed has very has a very nice product. And it smells really great. Just looks like stripe. 
Yeah, and it's like he's going through your like he's going through your he's going like, through um, your underwear towards the out. Yeah, yeah and he's going yeah, everything's being thrown oh, away. There's that shampoo. It's like, oh, we got to redecorate this room. Just takes her gremlin claws and tears the wallpaper off the walls. It's like, you have no sunscreen. What's in your fridge? There's nothing in your fridge. Um, yeah. You call us a salad. This is just lettuce. Where's the kale? Ah. Where's the avocado? Where's the avocado? You need to wear um, white as he's just like shoving fucking celery down his throat. Yeah, it, honestly, it's not too far off with how these people—they just—they just, are tornadoes in every single house. They're just going in, invading every space. It's horrendous. I want to see that now. Door. I want like College Humor or some fucking skit or some fucking skit website to just make a video called like Gremlin Eye for the Straight Guy. Oh, like, see. Take the idea, just link back to our site. Please. We, yeah. we would like a writing credit and a producing credit. I don't I yes. don't think we need a writing credit and a producing credit. I think we just need a link so that we can actually get more people watching while listening. But if we have a writing and producing credit, then people don't think we're a sponsor. And they'll actually be more inclined to go to us because we, we won't fucking try to sell you anything. Mm, fair enough. Just say, hey, we are creative people. Come to our shit and laugh at what we do. And then, hey... In the middle of that, Visit we may guilt you into the we may guilt you to join the Patreon. Yeah, please um, laugh at us, please, please, please validate us. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Queer Eye season two is really Gremlin Eye season two. Um, but you cry a lot more. <laughs> if that gets taken out of context. I was gonna be really offended. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you just expect to cry an awful lot in Queer Eye too. Um, okay, what else did I watch? Ooh, okay, have you guys seen Mars on Netflix? No. No. Okay. I've seen Mars, Mars Needs Moms. No. Yeah, it does. No. No. God, the movie's stop. terrifying. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> I've seen Mission to Mars. I've seen Ghosts I've seen of Mars. No, no. This is... I've seen the episode of Doctor Who where people start turning into zombies because of Martian water. Yeah, I've seen that yeah. too. It was it's bad. Not that, no. Doctor Who's kind of bad. Yeah. I mean, Doctor Who's alright. But, okay. Mars is six episodes about, like, you know, 40 minute runtime on Netflix. No, Rascal. And Mars is a planet. Is... <laughs> Mars, the TV show on Netflix. Okay, there called we go. Mars. Just Mars um, is a six-episode, forty-minute runtime. You know that kind of. Um, that no, kind of Mars is a Roman bastardization of Aries. What are you talking about? It's an interesting premise. No, it's a kind of candy of bar. It... <laughs> I'm just going to. One of these days, we're going to drive you away. Yeah, I'm I think so that day is today, honestly. I'm going to leave, go get some sausages from the fridge, and then come back and eat them. Is <laughs> that's what we're going to be doing today. And you can just put that on the podcast. Um, Rascal eats a sausage. Yeah, I think we can put that on the podcast title. Yep. <laughs> we just did talk about. We did just talk about queer eye. Yeah, 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 yeah. Put like a emoji yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you donated to charity for a date with a fireman. Then some stuff happened. <laughs> yeah, one thing led to another. Suddenly, you're eating a sausage. These things that, happen. Dating is a wild get ride. That, 
get that sweet, sweet ASMR, like, you know, on the microphone for the podcast. Yeah, did you spray it with uh, Pam? <laughs> oh, this is a good podcast. Oh, oh, man. Yeah, we're great. We're great podcasters here. This is the most it, professional. Yeah. Be sure to support our Patreon at patreon.com says Estor Prods for more of this quality content. Mm-hmm. Okay. I know. It, I know. At least twelve of you will watch. That will listen to this, motherfuckers. I've seen our fucking SoundCloud stats. <laughs> Mars, the TV show, not the planet, not the god, not the bastardization of God, the Aries, the candy bar, the red planet. None of that. No, the TV show has an interesting premise because half of it is fiction TV show, half of it is documentary. Oh yeah, I've seen those kinds of things before. Um, but it's I, not I love them. Yeah. But it's not like um it's not like a mockumentary where it's like, you know, it's like oh this is entirely fiction, but we we've made it like a documentary like It's um, like welcome to Mars. Mars is made entirely of red dirt. It is a close relative to, to Prince Edward no. Island. It literally it has it has actual people. Like it has it they got Elon Musk involved in this and like you know actual authors actual people in the field in in on this show to do interviews and it like how they use the music how all the lighting how they're doing the interviews how it's edited for the 2016 parts of this show it's a documentary like if you only cut out the 2016 bits you could probably put it on in a science class and you'd be good to go for like you know two sessions what are you talking Um, about you could put it on a science class unedited as someone, who was, yeah, as someone who studied to be a teacher, I know how terrible the education system is. You could put it on in a regular science class. Yeah, I mean, in, Ooh, okay. in, in, one of, in one of my fucking classes, one of our regular assignments was to watch and analyze episodes of Survivor. Dear God. I had a far different education experience here in Australia. Because I reckon you could put the whole thing on unedited in English class, but you would have to edit it for science class because you can't really have that. Because the, the fiction bit. Yeah, you you, you is can't very have narrative. Different. Yeah, essentially. You can't have a narrative in You are here class. for straight up this? hardcore English. motherfucking facts. Yeah. Science, yeah, exactly. bitch. The, but you know how with some documentaries they'll have like you know um, reenactments, reenactments where it's like mm-hmm. um, I did not say, but it's like you know they have actors come in to like yes yeah, reenactment. I can't say it. Wow, damn me! Tried real hard there. What are they teaching you in Australia? Science. I just can't pronounce. What, yeah, science. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not, not, a, not a lot of time spent on English because like fuck those guys. Oh, I can't. I can't speak English too well <laughs> but um yeah so like you know how they bring in actors to go like oh you know this dude well actors. John Wilkes Booth shot Abraham Lincoln like this yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Shake See, that's, how do- that's how a lot of like documentaries do it in here if you edited out the 2016 part okay the show's divided into 2016 and 2030 something because it goes throughout the years from Probably like 2036 because they like to do 20 years later kind of things. Um, according well, according to the internet, it is it is between it is uh it is all, yeah, it's already between um 2016, 2033 and 2037. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty much the time the time like time periods. But the show's split in two. So you have the 2016 documentary about how we as a people can get to Mars. And then you have the kind of boring, slightly interesting 
a TV series about uh, the first ever mission to Mars um, and people essentially colonizing Mars. And that's the show's kind of split in two. So it's a two for one kind of deal. Um, to comment, like, the documentary part is boring. You'd fall asleep. Um, it's very much brings uh, you back to science. That man days. can tell you yeah. how many documentaries I've talked about on this show. Yep. <laughs> but it's I very, love documentaries. It's, yeah, it's boring, but also interesting. It's like they don't really keep you up, but if you're interested in the topic, you'll probably stay up. And it's about, you know, what Elon Musk is doing you know, with re reusable rockets and, like, you know, how we started with the Apollo missions and then Nixon kind of, like, cut it off with the space shuttle instead of just pushing for Mars. It's that kind of stuff. And you talk to real-life people. Um, like, you actually get to talk to Elon Musk and authors and all that kind of stuff. But the 2033 to 37, it's um, not a great fiction. It's very slow... It's very, you know, narrative focus, like, oh, hello, this is Log, something supping, you know, uh, I have, I feel grief over Ben Sawyer dying, but I will lead on in his command after his death, and it's like, it's like that kind of stuff. It's boring, but the content of the actual show is actually really cool, like how they figure out what they're doing, all the sci-fi things of, like, the water maker and, like, you know, the power, the, like, the nuclear reactor they've got going on on Mars. Um, there's a bit of drama, you know, they deal with isolation. Uh, <sighs> they don't have a proper medical team. That they seems like a person. That is a problem. They are, first off... In this in this fiction TV show, they, they they have a whole thing. It's like, oh, if anything goes wrong on Mars, we're getting we're getting pulled the plug. We're no longer be, being on Mars, and that's a huge drama at the end of the series. But the thing is, the first thing that happens in two thousand and thirty three is that the commander of this of this mission dies. He dies pretty much in the landing, or he gets seriously injured and then dies like ten minutes later. So, why didn't they pull the plug then? Because it takes, like, years to get to Mars, so one death oh, isn't it, really something going really wrong. Yeah, they took yeah. it took seven months in the show for them. That was the time period for them to go from Earth to Mars with their new and improved technology. Um, they got fancy rockets now. They do have fancy rockets, yeah. But they, they have, by the end of the show, they have, like, 200 people on Mars living in this huge dome. And, um, which is underground. And they have one person being the doctor. She is just, like, a general kind of doctor. She isn't, like, you know, a she's psychiatrist. A she, yeah, she's essentially the GP for Mars. Um, but this She's this Dr. Becomes, Queen Medicine Woman. <laughs> yeah. Martian this edition. comes problematic later on because, um, they're, like, you know, the psychological issues of being on Mars. Like, why did no one think that maybe they should bring a psychiatrist purely for that alone? Yeah, I thought I thought that was, like, standard operating practice. Like, going to any fucking weird place, you gotta have somebody there to deal with mind shit. Well, in... In Antarctica in the early days, they didn't. It was all Well, yeah, but that was in the early days when they were still fucking breaking through the fucking Arctic shelf with hammers. 
Yeah, well, that's it. But now that you've got, like, actual, like, research towns in Antarctica, there is always going to be a therapist or psychiatrist there, just in case. Yeah. And so um, you got to fucking send one of those bitches out into space. Yeah. You don't, but, you don't just send up with, like, a fucking podiatrist. Yeah, but it's not standard well, in astronauts. A podiatrist is really useful. I mean, just look at my feet. Jeez, them. <laughs> that's why I said not with just a podiatrist. Honestly, if I had my choice, the entire team would be medically trained. Yeah at, yeah, at least a little bit. The captain would be a surgeon. The um, the pilot would be a would be a uh, internal medicine doctor. You'd have a pediatrician, a psychologist, a podiatrist, a um, opt optician, a dermatologist. The entire team would be medical personnel. I and would have constantly by be diagnosing each other. If I if I was doing it, I would send them up with two, like doctors, like like actual facts for real doctors. Um. One of them was some level of surgical knowledge, the other one internal medicine, and like nurse or EMT or something, just like a medical team. So that way, that it's that way, one person is not given the enti- is not given the power of oh, I'm the only person who can keep everyone alive here. Thus, I am God. Suck my dick. Well, yeah, that's it. Well, in the initial, well, what we learned, especially from watching the documentary parts of the 2016 section, is that um, astronauts really don't they don't have that like resource for therapists or psychiatry they literally they like you know for all part of their training they're trained to deal with isolation throughout the whole and throughout the whole like you know like even actually being in it being in space you have to deal with the isolation at like at all times so it's kind of weird that now that you've end up at mars you still don't bring in a psychiatrist or a therapist because it's like you're permanently living at Mars now. Yeah. So why not bring the resources? Yeah. You okay, Kate? Man, it's not like you died. Uh, just I had a bit of a disconnect issue. That's all. Um, yeah, I'm not surprised. Uh, like, I thought that a lot of times in actual like astronaut crews, at least one of them had some basic training in psychology. Now, no, no, a lot of them don't. Um, a lot of them. Uh, like actual like you know scientists scientists you know they and they sent up there to do experiment uh, like experiments. Yeah, but that's different. But, but that's the difference they, between fucking astronauts and settlers. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. It's like a- astronauts, once you have a astronauts, out, you're just like yeah, I'm in a fucking boat out in the middle of nothing. If I go outside, I die. I need to handle this, and then I get somewhere, find a new place. Then other people go and live there. Yeah, then, then I'm just, I'm like, just like living... I'm like fuck it, bro. Peace. I'm gonna go. I'm going to go shit in a black hole or fucking fucking asteroid. It's like living <laughs> on a lighthouse. It's like being a lighthouse keeper on an island. It's like, you know, they, they rotate people. So it's not one dude living on an island for like 20 years. Yeah. So, and like, you know, you can get, you know, psychology when you leave after two years. But Yeah, you, you really need that because astro- a lot of motherfuckers who go into space come out with PTSD. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. It, like uh, like uh, astronauts who go up to how the did space they deal with the um, reduced bone mass issue from uh, lower than Earth gravity? See, uh, they did go over it a little in the future parts. Uh, they had like a, a settlement period um, once you come off the seven month trip, and that's where you like you have to take it easy and all that kind of stuff. But um, because they are growing actual food in like greenhouses and stuff. Um, and you're meant to do like, you know, certain, you know, they have a regime of like exercises and stuff that's meant to rebuild, um, 
most of what you lost while you're in space. Yeah, and but also, I'm talking I believe... about on Mars itself. Yeah, because Mars has slightly, slightly lower, lower than Earth gravity. Yeah, yeah, Mars has slightly different gravity, so... And uh, how did they deal with the perchlorate issue? Also, wasn't uh, a big... Wait, oh, no, not... you, you, said, you said they were in a dome, so that's how they deal with that. Well, no, yeah, the perchlorate's they, they... in the soil. No, no, I don't mean the perchlorate. I mean, I was going to say, like, and how do they deal with fucking the fact that they don't have any, like... I think... Doesn't, like... Mars has 1% of Earth's atmosphere, basically. Yeah, like, isn't yeah, it, isn't yeah. it like uh, they don't have the same kind of magnetic field keeping the atmosphere in, so a lot of it just kind of gets fucked off? Yeah. Well, it, yeah, yeah, pretty much. But what the they space have, they have wind dome, comes through and so picks they... it up? The dome is underground, Solar. so they don't have to deal. They don't have to deal with like massive amounts of solar's in space. And... Yeah, they have solar power. No, but, no, no. Um... I mean, I mean, like I said, space winds came back to me. Solar winds, and I'm like, solar's oh. in space. It's space winds. Yeah, they have space winds, but um. <laughs> I just want to state for the audience: Deadman and I are actually friends. We just, you know, <laughs> we're this kind of friends. <laughs> yeah, we're good friends. <laughs> they. They had they had plants and dirt from Earth. Okay, so, so okay. yeah, they, they I mean, didn't put anything in Mars ground. There is a way to deal with the perchlorate in the soil on Mars that it would pretty much eliminate the issue. But is it yeah, poop? I understand. No, <laughs> no, it's not poop. <laughs> well, then Matt Damon lied um, to me. Oh no, yeah, Matt Damon used his poop in order to uh, revitalize the soil so it could actually grow something. Um, yeah. Because the Martian soil didn't have any nutrients. The Martian uh, is actually r ridiculously accurate. Like, yeah, like you know, astronauts say we're going to science the shit out of this. Yeah, but they, they didn't. That's, um, that's, that's actually that's one thing I had. That, with that's this a line. Like, that's that's something I would say. Well, no, 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 no. But the thing is, that's my that that was one of the big things I didn't like about this show is that all the characters are quite bland and sciencey. No one really cracks a joke no one's like you know like no uh, one funny yeah like yeah no one makes you because astronauts they're all nerds no one here made a nerd joke nothing it was like my favorite thing that come out of space is that uh one astronaut who kept like doing really interesting experiments in space chris hatfield yeah him and like he, he oh, was, oh i loved it <laughs> Yeah, the, th um, the thing I always like seeing is like when they come back down, they're talking about space and shit, and like, yeah, so I'm using this as a representation. They're gonna reach over here and then just drop it. Oh yeah, because of the low gravity. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just like they're not used to be, they're not, they're not used to there being gravity. So, so like, and it's, yeah. it's also great. Like, to look over to where it was. It's not there. They, in they instinctively look up. Because <laughs> it's like, oh, it must have just gone up. Um, but yeah, it's the characters here. They're quite devoid of. Humanity. They're just. Well, oh, to, yes, to be, to be fair, they didn't hire real actors for this. Like, the main guy they have in here, um, I actually looked this up. His name's Ben Cotton. Uh, his biggest role that I could see, um, he played Tweedle number two in the Once Upon a Time spinoff. Wait, for Mars? Yeah, for Mars. Um, Captain Ben Sawyer, the character. Oh my god! He well, that's it. I he he dies straight up, um, and he doesn't come back unless for flashbacks, and that doesn't happen till like the last episode. So, yeah, they essentially killed off the like only actor. <laughs> but but okay. But the thing is, that's not 
it's I don't think that's an acting issue. I think that's a writing issue because you can still write. Oh yeah, have a yeah. You can still write, have a joke, and then the actors just do that very poorly, and then. I would say that's an acting issue, but if the actors didn't have, you know, a joke or like any kind of personality to work with in the writing, then I'm not surprised they didn't act with that in mind after they read the script. Um, There was this one dude who played uh, a Spanish speaking character who was one of the initials, uh, the initial astronauts on Mars. And like, he did really well with his acting, but um, it wasn't, it was quite Bland, really. Uh, was the character Javier Delgado? That's it. Yeah. All right. So the yeah. actor's name is um Alberto Aman. Al- yeah, Alberto Aman did really good in this series. Uh, but yeah, He's in Narcos. Else was- oh, okay. Yeah, everyone else. I, I'm I'm not going to blame them for the acting. I'm going to blame the writing because they just didn't have um anything to work off. Um, but other than that, the acting was fine. Uh, but I bring up the medical team thing because, uh, and why they don't have therapists and like, you know, psychiatrists is because how they end this, like, you know, the big climax of the fiction section of the series near the end of it is this one dude who's like a little disturbed, like he's not a-okay. Um, being on Mars, he um, has a breakdown after like sleeping in the cold for too long, and um, he accidentally, well, he kind of like accidentally half on purpose opens an airlock and it destroys an entire wing of the dome. Um, and this one doctor, this one woman was like, "Hey, I'm kind of concerned for this dude." Uh, can I get some help, Mission Control? And then the next thing that happens is that he kills seven people <laughs> while trying to walk outside. <laughs> I'm watching this. Oh. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's... like, literally, my week is The Last Jedi, Lost in Space, and this now. Yeah. It, it's good. If you like documentaries, you'll like it. Um... Because I it, spent three weeks watching nothing but d- documentaries on Madagascar, so take that as you will. Yeah, yeah. So the first, first, like, no, sorry, the like half of this entire series is just a dedicated documentary about space and like going to Mars and stuff. And it's edited as such, it's lit as such, it's you know, it's a documentary. And then the other half is a, like a, is just a standard kind of post twenty tens sci-fi uh show and you take it as you will um and they kind of weave it to go like oh yeah what's happening on 26 will eventually lead to this uh in 2033 but um i mean yeah some of the, some of the things like you go nah probably not and like nah probably not um uh, like, surely, surely someone would have gone, hey, we need to send more than just one medical person. Yeah. Because, like, you can't have 200 people being, you know, dependent on one medical... And, like, what if that person dies in space? What do you do then? It takes seven months to get a replacement. Well, in that time, everyone just gets syphilis. It'll be fine. <laughs> 
Trust uh, me on this. I have. Never mind. I can't say that. <laughs> okay. There are some legal thing problems pending. I will let you know how that works out. <laughs> if Death Door Prods drops off the map for a few years, you know why. It won't be years. It'll be a month at most. Years. I know people. Yes. yes. No, you don't. I know. I've met people before. It's more believable for you to say, I know people who know people, than say you know people. Uh, you, you are not the middleman here. <laughs> hey, I'll have you know, I've been an amazing middleman. How do you think this fucking website got off the ground? <laughs> I thought you were the boss. I am the boss. boss I, over you? No, I'm the boss. I just, you know, need to borrow some money from some people. Now it sounds like you're being intimidated by, like, the mafia. I'm not. I went to them. <laughs> I hope you didn't use us as collateral. This is before yeah. your time. Okay, good, because I like my knees. No, when it, no, people... There are some people who aren't with the site anymore. I'll say that. Oh, God. This is, we're uncovering like a conspiracy here now. I've literally been saying this since the first podcast. You guys weren't a part of those. Yeah. That is true. What, are you going to go back through my literal thousands of podcasts? No. Exactly. Someone dedicated mine. Yeah, I, we are, I think we're almost at 1300. I uh, I watched Mars and Fall though with six uh, <laughs> with, with six episodes. Yeah, you watched all uh, six candy bars. Yeah, I ate all six of them. Uh, they were great. <laughs> I had it with some with some milk. Yeah, very good. Um, <laughs> oh god, dipping Mars in dipping a Mars bar in milk sounds it's no. that sounds weird to me. Why would I dip it in milk? No, it's a drink. Yeah, cookies and milk. You heard of those? Yeah, I don't understand why you would dip dip cookies in milk either. You you take a bite of the cookie and then you have a sip of milk. Fucking Australians. Okay. I mean, what we do... You gotta let that shit soak like, in. It adds... It no, no, no. The, it changes the flavor. The equivalent of, of putting... Um, a cookie and milk is for us to use a Tim Tam as a straw for like our Milo or tea. What the hell is a Tim? We're off topic. Tim Tam's some kind of <laughs> cookie thing, I think. Yeah, Tim Tams are a biscuit. You know, they're it's like I've heard uh, people on the internet talk about them. They're really big with YouTubers. Yeah, well, it's because Tim Tams are very, very good. Um, but they're like they're like a biscuit covered in chocolate. They're like rectangular shape. And what you do is you bite like the little bits of the ends off on each on each side, and then you stick one end in the uh. tea or Milo, and then you just drink the drink via f- through the Tim Tam, and that that's our equivalent of like. I'm more curious about what the fucking Milo is. I, oh my god! Okay, uh, Milo is. Uh, do you have Nesquik? Yes. It's like that, but better. Okay. Like, yeah, here Nesquik is the off-brand drink to Milo. 
Well, Nesquik sucks, so it's not hard to believe. Yeah, yeah. Nesquik is yeah, the off-brand so... version of itself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Milo, it's like made from barley. It's like malted barley chocolate uh, powder, and like you can have it several different ways, and it's just called Milo, and no matter what, how you're eating it, you always call it Milo. So even if you're just having a spoonful of it straight down your gullet, you call it, I'm having a Milo. That is disturbing. Yeah, a little bit. Moving on. <laughs> um, I watched one, ep- uh, one or two episodes of a show called The Rain, which is uh, Norwegian. I think it's a Norwegian Netflix series. Oh yeah, I think uh, I watched the first. Sci-fi. I think I watched like the first ten minutes of this. Yeah, it's, it's it's about how it's it's a story about these two kids surviving the apocalypse once um, the rain is infected with like uh, some kind of disease, and then they have to deal with the fact that like you know you can't touch the water unless it's been um, you know disinfected, and uh, but. You know, it's like it comes with the intrigue of like, you know, their father is the one who did this to the world. And, you know, the little brother is like has the cure for it in his bloodstream or whatever. Um, how far did you get it on the first on the like 10 minutes plot ten, wise? 10 minutes. The yeah, rain no, was coming. Like, Everyone was freaking out. They made it to the bunker. Then the dad went outside. Then I stopped. Oh, OK. The rest of that's the first that's like the first half of the first episode. They actually speed it up five years and that's from where they start for the rest of the series. So after the mum is dead and the dad has like gone missing, um, these two kids essentially live in this bunker for five years before they even think about going back outside. Um, and then once they do, shit happens, and then that's the rest of the series. Um, I think it's an interesting premise. I don't know how easy they, they executed it. Because, I don't know. I don't think Norwegian <laughs> film and TV... Like, I think... I think people in Europe they like their they like their sci-fi shows and they make them and they focus on them. But because they're so focused on sci-fi shows, they're like you know there's like like a bell curve of what's good and what's not. Yeah. Because you know it's not like anything comes from Russia, you're going to have a fun time with it because it's just Russian. You know because they're just wild and wacky over there. The sniffer available but, now. Yeah, the sniffer. Watch it on Netflix. You can do that. I think there's like one season there. But <laughs> oh, <laughs> but Christ. Yeah, but it's like yeah, like you know, it's not that. It's not like, you know, anything that coming out of Europe you're going to have a fun time because it's European. It's like there's definitely a bell curve of what or what should not be made. And I think the rain probably should have stayed um probably should have stayed on the like you know workbench the rain should have stayed in the clouds the rain should have stayed (laughs) in the clouds until they had figured it out a little more before they got started because i think they could have just um you know they could have workshopped it a little more and then went with a new plot a new like kind of setting or whatever 
Alrighty. Anything else? Oh, yeah. Never mind then. Sorry. Rascal was eaten by dingoes. Um. <laughs> so anything else? Yeah, we'll call it there. Uh, yeah, watched Mars, watched Rain, watched Queer Eye, watched the ballet, watched Hollow. I also watched a Korean show called Quiz from God. I only got like halfway through the first episode. Sorry, I won't really count. Unless it was so abysmal that you couldn't watch more than the first half of the episode, it's not really worth talking about until you've seen at least like the first few. Yeah, exactly. All right then. Um, yeah. So, let's move on. Uh, I got two things left on my list after talking about Incredibles 2 and Voltron. Sorry, Incredibles 2 and Hollow. One of them's Voltron. I don't care if you spoil it for me, so. I thought this was one of the better seasons. Thank God. Oh, How many episodes? Okay. Six. Okay, so better half season. The quarter. I'll give them 12 episodes as a season. <laughs> yeah, I, th I think it was six. It was either six or seven. Let me just double check that. That's, that's really not a lot. Other Defender, season three. Okay, never mind. List of episodes. Oh, there were six seasons. Okay. Yeah, okay, season six is seven episodes. And, yeah, it's one of the better ones. Um, This, series, this, this season is a lot more focused on driving things forward. Um, either with characters or with the plot. Uh, like, there's one episode in the season that is devoted entirely to entirely to, like, having Keith and his mom develop a relationship. And they actually found kind of an interesting way to do it. Uh, since the season, uh, it, it seems like it was an idea that was born out of the fact that the season is only seven episodes long. Because what happened was uh, the two of them were on a mission um, trying to, trying to like, track back uh, this source of quintessence I believe that yeah, there was this like corrupted quintessence that they were uh, that they were trying to find, and in order to do that, they had to pass by a pass by a massive gravity well. Oh yay! Which warps time because it was oh. so because it was so intense. So they actually got to spend said a black hole, right? Um, gravity well, gravity well. gravity well. Yeah, just gravity like just like this massive graviton, this massive gravity field where if you go if you go outside this very like very um exact path, you will get torn a thousand different directions at once. And it led to some really cool visuals of like just seeing planets stretching out into oblivion. All surrounded this giant like mass just just a giant black mass of nothing that for some reason would occasionally blast you back in time. Just the, the way it, the way it ran was mostly Every couple seconds, the the center black thing would just have this big blast of white light fly out. It would hit Keith and his mom, and then Keith would see some point in the past during hit during the mom's relationship with his dad. And so he so he didn't actually time travel. He just no, he got visions of the past, like memories. Okay, yeah, yeah. So basically, um, she was working for the knife of Mar uh, the blade of Marmora, and ended up stumbling upon the blue lion on Earth. But she was with somebody else. So she had to kill that person. But in doing so, her ship crashed. So then she was rescued by Keith's dad. 
Then she oh. stayed. Then he stayed here for a while, deciding, and they fucked. Of course, they like got busy. Yep. Yeah, yeah. As Syndrome I mean, would say that they had, a, they, had a, they had a kid who was luckily not purple. Good. Yeah, and then <laughs> and then she decided, and then she decided that um, hey, I'm going to I'm going to stay on this planet and protect the blue lion here. Then, um, a bunch of other fucking ships came down to try to. Because like, hey, this, this is the last known coordinates of this fucking squad. They never came back. Let's see what the fuck happened. They found the blue lion, so then she had to kill them all. And then, and then at that point, with uh, Keith's dad got hurt real bad, and so then she decided, I need to leave and actually take on the empire in a more serious way, not just sit here protecting the blue lion. You know, given given decent reasons for why she left, and then, and then two years pass, where Keith, his mom, and a blink space wolf that they found, a space wolf that can teleport, live on the back of a space whale. That's awesome. That's pretty cool. Yeah, and so essentially, yeah. they just spent two years developing a relationship with each other. This is why I get into fantasy sci-fi for random ass shit like this. Yeah, and yeah, it, and I think yeah. it, and I think it worked, and it felt very much like the show trying to. I know I know this was not probably the intent, but it felt like a commentary on how fucking short these seasons are. <laughs> I mean, might as well have been. Yeah, because two years passed in the ma- in, in the in the in the time of like seven seconds for us, like because it's, it's essentially a montage of their weird little hut on the back of a space whale, and then two years pass. And then when they meet up with the rest of the guys, it's been like a couple of months. Because, you know, time distortion. Mm. When gravity gets heavy, time gets weird. But Yes. Yeah, and then and then the rest of it and then the rest of it is um is um Allura helping Lotor with his idea, because you know, hey, I'm gonna hey, we're gonna fucking find we're gonna get into this fucking field and get unlimited quintessence so that everyone can have fucking quintessence. It'll be fucking dope as hell. The empire won't have to go to war anymore. Everything'll be fucking great. All the while, all the while, uh, Lance getting jealous because he's into the princess, and the princess is into Lotor. And I mean into because the fact that they kiss. Oh, okay. Turns out Lotor's turns out Lotor's evil. I'm not surprised. And he built Nega Voltron. Still not surprised. Yeah, I've been fucking waiting for this. Like the second we, we the second we saw that fucking ship, it was like, oh, it looks like legs. Oh, he's making Voltron. Yeah, no, like. <laughs> yeah. Is it made out of like twenty different vehicles, like it used to be? Uh, no, it's made out of three. Ah. But I believe it is. But I believe like the quintessence make used to build it was taken from. Like was like sucked. Like so, so Lotor. We learned at Lotor uh, one of the ways he was actually getting quintessence was he had when Altea got destroyed, some Alteans survived and he found them. Oh, lovely! And so he. I already know where this is going. Yeah, and so then he made. And so then he found a second planet that was that was like that was like habitable, but where no one else could access it. Where he moved all the Alteans. The Altaians had lived there for a while and began worshipping him as God. Of course. Of course. 
So then he started. Um, so then, so then he started one day just kind of coming in and saying like, "Hey everybody, we found a new settlement. We're gonna be moving. We're gonna be moving some of you people over to there now, so that way we'll be able to start bringing Altea back into the fucking world." That second that second planet was a harvesting facility where he'd where he'd suck the quintessence out of their bones, killing huh. them. Oh well, there you go. And that's where the yeah, and that's where yeah, the right. that's where I be, I believe they say that's where the quintessence that he used to power a ship came from. Yeah, I'm definitely watching. Okay, so it's Last Jedi, Mars, uh, Lost in Space, and Voltron. I definitely have to watch now. Yeah. Okay. And also we and also we finally got some fucking for real resolution to that shit with Shiro. Hmm. Where it turns out okay. Shiro's been dead the entire time. What we've been following is oh. just a cloned body that fucking that uh, that Hagar put a put a fucking scan of his consciousness into, and then took over. Oh God! And so the big final climactic fight is Keith versus Evil Shiro. Oh God! Surrounded awesome. by unconscious bodies of Shiro. Oh, oh God. my God! That is, is so cool. That is so <laughs> cool. Yeah. This series, this season also has one of my favorite and most hated episodes in it, and it's the same episode. <laughs> it's the D&D episode. Okay. So, they play D&D? They, they play space D&D. My curiosity has been piqued. Yeah, it's called Mazes and Minions. Uh, it is an Altaian game that, based on the player's handbook, is based off of D&D 3.5. Okay. One of my favorite editions, and yeah, it starts out with um, it starts out with a uh, Pidge and Hunk playing a game with Koran DMing. Uh, Pidge is a dwarf barbarian. Uh, Hunk is a cleric. You know, <laughs> like you do. Uh, then Shiro gets introduced. He's introduced um, like Aragorn in Lord of the Rings, and he's a paladin. He then dies and gets reintroduced as a new paladin. Because all he because all Shiro makes is paladins. Because he's a paladin, so why wouldn't he play a paladin? That's my favorite joke in this episode. Just Shiro, no matter what happens, he will not play anything other than a paladin. Uh, Shiro is the reason why DMs often have a you can't make the same thing rule. Yeah, like that that's actually the ending joke. It's like to get ready. It's like it's like everything gets fucking fixed up, and it's like, hey guys, want to play again? And she was like, yeah, I think I'll play a paladin. And, th- and then Koran just starts freaking out. <laughs> yeah, they, they had lots of great references and stuff like that. Um, the way the way that it played, it this episode was written by people who like D anD. d That's the feeling I got from watching this episode. Oh, so it wasn't written by the same people who wrote the episode of Big Bang Theory where they play D anD. d No, not at all. I am still mad about the open a door and get shot by an instant death cannon. Yeah, it's not he that He didn't works. even roll damage. Yeah, that's a, that's a bad DM move. That is rocks fall and everybody dies territory. Yeah. Like now, they, now if that was Call of Cthulhu, maybe. Yeah, no, Call of Cthulhu, there's instant death traps. I accept that. Yeah, but D&D, yeah, no. Yeah. D&D, you got, you got to at least make a save. 
Like, yeah, there yeah, are indeed. instant death stuff, but you have to have the option of maybe not having you die. The one, the one instant death thing in my in my D and D career, the one instant death thing that I've seen that I kind of love was from Critical Role when Keyleth jumped up that fucking cliff. <laughs> I have to tell you about uh, a hilarious set of failures um, from my last D and D session after the after the recording's done because you uh-huh. love it. Yeah. So anyway, um, yeah. The reason I hate this episode was because it serves no fucking purpose. So it was filler, but it was entertaining. This so. was a filler episode in a seven episode season. Yeah. I'll say this. At least the release schedule isn't as fucking bad as Steven Universe. Nothing's as bad as Steven Universe's release schedule, dude. I mean, to be fair, we're getting more Steven Universe in like a couple days. I don't care. Yeah, we'll be getting more Steven Universe in a couple days than nothing for seven years. Yeah. The release schedule was so abysmal, it drove me away from the show. Yeah. I'm probably going to watch it once, like. So much is out that I can no longer be upset about the release schedule. And by that, I mean like 120 to 150 episodes. Because that's where I think this show is going. I think about halfway there. Yeah, I think it just got renewed for season six. So. Oh, yeah. All this, all this has happened is one season. Fuck me. I forgot that this was a season. I assumed this was just like I, I started thinking about this like a web series almost. Yeah, Whereas no seasons, it's just episodes. when an episode comes out, it comes out. Well, it kind of is, but they organize um, episodes into seasons. Yeah. Uh, so with Voltron, um, yeah, outside of that one fucking episode, this was a lot of just moving the plot forward, moving characters forward, moving the world forward. And I I dug this. I, I really dug this. Um, it was It was one of the best seasons of the show so far. And a really fucking great pick-me-up after the last couple of very disappointing seasons. And yeah, I can't wait to see where this goes. Uh, they've laid out some threads of what's going to be happening next. Um, Lance's whole thing about him being into the princess is going to be... It appears like they're setting it up as something like that will actually be happening with that. Huh, cool. Because because like uh, Lance told the mice that he was in love with the princess. Then the mice told the princess. Oh, no. Oh, no. Nothing has come of that yet, and that happened in episode five, I think. So that might be next season, or the next three episodes that happen to be the next season. Yeah, it feels like next season stuff, because uh, nothing has come from that so far. Uh, Lance has been... Lance has really stepped up. Like, like since, since becoming the pilot of the Red Lion and becoming the second in command... He's actually been doing pretty well, like, actually being a person in command. Mm-hmm. See, he's, this, like, he's improved massively. Yeah, this, this is, this is what if, this is what if they did Kai good. Lance started out as the Kai of Voltron. He really yeah. did. He but, really, th- but yeah, then, as a, did. But then, as opposed to Kai, who was the exact fucking same throughout, and I didn't feel any fucking goddamn change at all, even when he was supposed to have changed. With Lance... There's actual change. He fucking grew up. Well, we also have longer. Like, Lance doesn't grow up in season one or even season two no. of Voltron. It's not until, like, season four or five that he actually starts maturing. Yeah. Once given, so, once given a position of real power, he was like, oh, I need to actually be better at this. So, Kai 
maybe he'll get better if we get more. We won't. I'm being optimistic. Yeah. I'm being optimistic. I want more. I enjoyed the world, even if they the ending was garbage. Anywho, uh, yeah, I'm. I really dig this. I've 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 like I've loved Voltron since it started, and now that we're actually getting real, moving forward with shit, things are actually happening. The world is changing. I am digging this, and going into the next season, they're heading to Earth. Because we haven't been back to Earth since, I think, episode one. I think we've gotten a flash of Earths since then. We've, we, no, was we, that we, a hallucination? Well, we've, gotten, we've gotten visions. Yeah, we've gotten, like, fever dreams of Earth. Yeah, like, fucking, like, Lance talking to his dad and his, like, no, Keith talking to his dad in his head or whatever. We have not seen Earth Earth. We have not seen what the Earth is like. Since, presumably, very noticeably, a giant robotic lion burst out of a mountain. I cannot wait to see, like, what the technology's like. I can't see how much time has like, passed. Like, I want, I want Earth version Nega Voltron that's made up of a bunch of cars. I, I want to see, I want to see how much time has passed. Because that's something they haven't really established. They have never established, like, how long they've been out here. Or when, what all their fucking faster than light travel jumping has done. I'm dead serious, though. There was a version of Voltron that was made up of, like, 16 vehicles. I want to find an image of it. Because it was so goofy looking. Yeah, Voltron. It's pretty great. Uh, Kick it back up. It is getting good. Are you thinking of the Voltron Vehicle Force? Yes. That's the one I'm thinking of. Thank you. He He has laser steering wheels on his hands. Yeah. There's the air team, the land team, and the sea team that then all combine their vehicles into one big-ass Voltron. It is the lamest Voltron, and I love it. Its legs look like... It's the its feet look like a, are cars that look like a cross between an SUV and a Volkswagen. <laughs> its, pl- its head and its chest are both planes. Oh, yeah. Anyway. That's Earth's response to Voltron. Yeah. Its feet are SUVs. Its feet are SUVs. (laughs) That's what I want to fucking see, motherfucker. (laughs) And I think they're supposed to be helicopter blades. Okay, yeah, that makes more sense. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I see that. I think it's dumber if they're. I think it's dumber if they're steering wheels. So that's what I'm going to go in with my head cannon. But that makes more sense. <laughs> anyway, then moving on. Let's talk about Luke Cage season two. Not a fan. No. Didn't hate it. Didn't really love it either. It's the same kind of thing with season one. Of I went. I went into it. I went into it with some expectations, like Jessica Jones and Daredevil come out at this point. I love both of those shows. And so I was like, all right, Luke Cage, got fucking cool guy. Let's go. Went into it and was really let down. I didn't think any of the villains particularly strong and anything that they did, ha- any strength that they did have, they merely undercut. But it's really stupid decisions. Like, hey, you know that, you know, Cottonmouth, our fucking really 
interesting villain with a with like a unique, with a unique connection to the community and a good rivalry with our hero. Let's just have this crazy bitch beat his head in. Okay. And then you know what? Let's bring in this Dolomite reject and have him be the main bad guy. I'm not a big fan of Mariah. I think that I think that she is the like worst combination child of Fish Mooney and the penguin from Gotham. Huh. Okay. She has Great. all now, now now I have the mental image of those two having sex for the rest of my life. Yeah, she has all of the temperament and style of fish and all of the not convincingly not convincingly settled in this world at all and no one should give her any kind of power in any situation of the penguin. Just put those two together and then have people with some actual clout say she 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 lives in this world. She is a part of it. When I saw her crush her cousin's head with a microphone stand, I was like, oh, okay, I should follow you. Which that all comes off as a misunderstanding. Because like, like, uh, like uh, Shades was going to kill Cottonmouth himself, but that was because Cottonmouth was a problem. Mariah killed him because she was crazy. Like, like her whole, her whole, her whole thing was like, "Hey, I want to get out of this game," and Cottonmouth said, "No." So she killed him. <laughs> yeah, this season it seems this season seems to be painting her more as like it show it, this season, according to other reviews that I've seen, is about her descent going from just a regular person dealing with incredible struggle to accepting who she is and becoming Black Mariah. Which, no. It seems like a crazy person acting crazy, flitting back and forth between two modes of her life until she just, until one of them is gone forever. So she's like, eh, fuck it, I'll just do this. Let's let this do it on fire. What if life, but just more on fire? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, our other villain, Bushmaster. I like him. He is interesting to me. <laughs> <laughs> Bushmaster. Yes, he's named after rum. Sorry, Sorry uh, all I can think is an image of like, <laughs> like a ranger in like you know the uniform, going, "Yes, I am the Bushmaster." Uh, no, he's Jamaican. Oh, okay. And he uses and he uses plants to give himself superpowers that let him fight on par with Luke Cage. Because a lot of the season is Luke Cage. Letting the celebrity of him being the hero of Harlem go to his head, him getting beat the fuck down, and then everybody else stepping in and going, hey, bro, your life's falling the fuck apart. Get it together. Also, he's, like, dating Claire Temple. Like, any for real relationship with her. Which, that's weird. Yeah, okay. But, yeah, uh, so, yeah, like I said, with this season, um, Cage... Walk around Harlem doing his whole Harlem thing, uh, trying to find a way to monetize it. Because, A, he can't afford the rent at Pop's place in order to keep that actually as Pop, so so it's being sold to the bank. Or the bank's taking it. And, B, he needs money to, like, live. Yeah. Ah, so we're getting the birth of the heroes for hire. Yes. 
Yeah, like, like the, the first thing that he does is uh, he walks in. He like walks into a uh, place wearing a hoodie with like the African American College Fund on it. Essentially being sponsored by that. But they get shot up and he walks back. It's like, all right, so con about having the con about logo stuff. It gets shot a lot. Brands aren't going to like that. And I, I like that. I liked seeing. I liked seeing. This is going to sound weird. I liked seeing the world forcing this character to become Luke Cage. See, seeing, seeing I that, hope they put him in his 70s outfit. Uh, they probably won't. Uh, but but I want the tiara. Uh, well, the tiara yeah, does actually make an appearance. I know it does, oh. but I want it to be a regular part of his costume. No, no, I mean, it makes an appearance in season two. Yeah, but I've seen it in promotional images, so I know it does. So yeah, I, I it's uh, yeah, it's it, it show it shows up on quote unquote the wall of fame that this guy named Piranha Jones set up, where he just has a bunch of Luke, he just has a bunch of Luke Cage memorabilia, and I this guy has a weirdly big role for being some fucking Don No Soul Simmons looking motherfucker. He's a hedge fund manager working out of Harlem who, who like, it was given power of attorney over Mara, uh, over Mariah's assets in order to like, in order to like buy her into a company that's about to be sold to an even bigger company, getting her this huge windfall she could fucking get out of the game. Because you know that's what superhero stuff is good for, fucking stocks. Stocks, yeah. <laughs> I love insider trading. Wait, I shouldn't say that. Fuck. Yeah, and as a Bushmaster, he shows up. He is trying to take down Mariah. He he, it's a his whole Jamaican crew, um, like a bunch of guys from a uh, Brooklyn are coming in trying to trying to uh, take down Mariah for some past wrong that her family did to him. Uh, she calls herself Mariah Dillard, but every time anybody says that, he corrects them with Stokes, and he says it the exact same way every time. Like, that was the line he practiced the most. Is anytime anybody says Dillard, he goes, Stokes. Mariah Stokes. And I'm sorry for that. I can't do a Jamaican accent, as it turns out. I'm not sure mine would be good enough to be non-offensive, so I'm not even going to try. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to try either. I know I'm bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, Jamaica is heavy in this. Like, Heavy. Uh, the first season was very much like the hip-hop uh, music style. This one is a lot more reggae. Just like, there's like a lot of fucking... I think, I, think like, I think one of Bob Marley's kids shows up. As one of the musical acts. Oh. And it is... Yeah, like, like all the Jamaican characters, every Jamaican character speaks with a very heavy Jamaican accent. And does like some very loose Jamaican patois. You know, talk about shit being Irene and whatever. Mm. And some of that's a bit hard to parse sometimes. Like like they use a lot like they use a lot of Jamaican slang and stuff that I'm not familiar with, but I, I can usually figure it out from context clues, but it's it's kinda like reading Shakespeare, where like what the, like what he's saying is like what he's saying takes you a second to process. Might just be me. Shakespeare is easy enough to read. For, for me, for me, it's like I, for me, I figure out what it said like a second after I read it. 
Okay, yeah. And same kind of thing with this, like context clues and what I know of Jamaican, which is next to nothing because I'm Canadian. It is, I mean, I'm able to get what they're saying. And it's all acted very well, um, except for except for the woman playing Mariah. Um, I think her name is Alfrey Woodard. I'm sorry. But every, everyone is praising her in this. Like, every fucking review I've seen is praising this goddamn series. I think it's, I think it's, I think it's currently like an 84 on Rotten Tomatoes. First season out of 97. Both of which are way too fucking high, if you ask me. And then there, Luke Cage dabs in this. <laughs> Wait, what? He dabs, and it is the most awkward fucking Hillary Clinton on Ellen looking dab I've ever fucking seen. Was he like paid to do it, or like? Well, he no. He, why did he? So what happened was, this kid D.W. Griffith, which is a weird reference name a black character, but whatever. He. He is using the hero. He's using the hero of Harlem app to essentially stalk Luke Cage and film him to upload stuff to YouTube and whatever. He's he's the self-appointed videographer and merchandiser of Luke Cage. Okay. Oh, what a yeah. dick. Yeah, like Yeah, okay. He works out of Pops. He actually set up his own merchandise corner in Pops selling Luke Cage t-shirts and hoodies. What a dick. He has wow. three different styles of sweet Christmas t-shirts. Wow. I want one. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, and yeah, so like he follows Luke, um he he tracks down Luke and sees that he sees that Luke just got blown up. Uh Luke was tracking down um some people that he believed were going to be trying to buy Mariah's arms because you know, she's selling all of her guns. Oh, I thought you literally meant arms meant for no. a second arms, there. Yeah. Like she had lost them and then no, like, she, you know, these people She's technically putting on a gun show, but not like that. Dealer. She's an arms dealer. Yeah, because Cottonmouth yeah. ran guns. And so now she is trying to sell their excess merchandise so she can get out clean. Essentially saying that uh, she's trying to use the money that she got from... She's, she's using the money that she got from selling the guns to buy into this company in order to get her the windfall from it being bought by a bigger company. Again, stocks, okay. insider trading. It's all very... It's all very Anyway, yeah, it's all very illegal. Yeah, so yeah. he tracks down one of the guys and who is a who's a furniture salesman. He uses his furniture to smuggle heroin. As you do, yeah. All very illegal. Yeah, Luke yep. tracks him down, gets into, gets into the truck to find him, and then that guy blows up the truck. Luke steps out, totally fine. Then that guy pulls out the Judas bullet, the thing that almost killed him in the first season. Fires it. It does nothing. Because since getting the second chemical bath in season one, he's even stronger. He then takes the guy down. D.W. Griffith runs up and is like, yo, dude, fucking what? You and then Luke is, Luke is at the height of his fucking ego. I'm Luke Cage. You can't kill me. You can't burn me. You certainly can't stop me. And then he dabs. Oh my oh, god! Good lord! Like, kind of like dab on the haters, kind of. Oh god! I screamed in pain when I saw that. 
to the point where one of my roommates was actually worried I'd hurt myself. That was the second worst moment in the show. Oh, God. The first worst moment comes from our own Misty Knight. Who, throughout the season, is worried about turning into Scarf, her dirty cop partner from the first season, and constantly keeps talking like Scarf, her dirty cop partner from the first season. At one point, she says to her captain, proof is an instinct. When yep. yeah, like like Certainly. like she yeah she says hey Bushmaster did this her uh, her captain says do you have any proof? She says proof is an instinct. Oh my god! And I almost shit myself. I hate TV cops. I just fucking despise them. There has been there have been very few shows that portray TV cops in a light that is not terrible. This is some fucking Esposito from Castle level shit. Just, oh God. Proof is an instinct is fucking. Illegal. (laughs) Yeah, it's illegal and also probably one of the reasons why things are the way they are. It's, oh, my instinct tells me that guy is a criminal. Whoops, I accidentally shot an unarmed black kid again. Oh, God, I hated it. I, that line. That line almost ruined the show for me. Like, once you said that, I had a very strong urge to stop watching. Did that come before or after the dab? That was after. This, this was around, like, the dab was, like, first episode or two. That line was around the middle. But then later on, we also get one of the best episodes of any of these Marvel shows where we get the Heroes for Hire actually being the Heroes for Hire. We, we get good Danny Rand. Fuck, man. It, it is surprising. Like, Iron Fist was a terrible show that nobody should ever watch. That show is fucking garbage. The Defenders did a lot to improve his character. Basically by having every single person tell him he's retarded. Just just half the dialogue in that show is saying, Danny, you're an idiot. We should use that in (laughs) (laughs) D&D. Just just every character tells tells James he's stupid. But yeah, and then going into Luke Cage, where he shows up. When he first shows up, he cracks a joke. And he's like fun and light. And yeah, he's still doing like the Kung Fu Zen shit, but it's not as overbearing or as like above it all. Like it was in, like it was in the fucking, like it was in Iron Fist. Like in Iron Fist, his whole fucking like Zen Kung Fu shit was fucking intolerable and insufferable because he said it with like, because he said it with such fucking force behind it for being a fucking scrawny curly haired white boy. But with this, he still does talk about Zen shit, but he is actually Zen about it. He's not trying to force it on your throat or anything. He just kind of is. He's living in the moment. He's having a lot of fun. And we get a fucking fight scene with the two of them, where it's actually the two of them working in tandem and together, and it looks fucking great. It is incredibly well choreographed, very well shot. One of the 
they actually have this really great bit where like they get surrounded by dudes and then Luke just turns to him and goes, Hey man, patty cake. It's like, what? Come on, I'm ready for it now. Punch me in the fist, patty cake. And then they do that. And this is this massive shockwave that actually knocks everybody out and destroys half the room they're in. It was just a very well choreographed, very well shot, well thought out, just fun fight scene that showed how well these two actors and characters can work together. That's not the rest of the show. The rest of the show is flits between being way too self-serious and black dynamite, basically. Like bits of him, like bits of like Luke Cage walking down the street and every woman is like, oh gosh, that's Luke Cage. Damn. Like Luke very casually says the N-word in this. Which I think is supposed to be a like a plot point. Because remember in that first season, oh. the first person to call him the N-word, he gets fucking righteous indignation on that motherfucker. But that was a big thing of, you will not call me that. But then this, he's just fucking dropping that shit. Most people are, actually. There's a lot of it in this. Well, that means I'm probably never going to watch it. Yeah, Bushmaster, um, going back to him, I guess. I uh, was probably talking about him at one point. Bushmaster is an interesting villain with a decent power set, good like good plan that he's going throughout. And they do a thing that not a lot of shows do anymore where they actually have, like, when he's off screen, things are still happening. Like, we don't get to see every aspect of his plan that he, like, actually does, but we get to see him, we get to see the results of it. Because there will be a couple episodes where he just won't be in it. And they'll mention, like, hey, where did this guy go? Or, hey, what's happening over here? Never really bring it up again. And then later on, that gets paid off. I was, I was like that. Yeah, and it's good. Okay, but, it, yeah. but, it, but it also uh, kind of... Bushmaster isn't that great of a villain for the series itself because he doesn't really have a whole lot of opposition towards Luke Cage. Like, his whole thing is with Mariah. And Luke is just kind of in he the way. He just happens... He just happens to be the villain for Luke Cage because of other circumstances. Yeah, it's like, oh, you're trying to do dirty shit here in Harlem and people are dying. Well, I got to fucking stop it. And while while it's interesting, like having the stuff like happen when he's not on screen, he's not on screen for a decent amount. And some of the amount that he is on there, he's just hanging out in a bar in a fucking polo shirt watching soccer. So he doesn't give off like a great real villain aesthetic a lot of the time. Which is a shame because the actor they got is fucking intimidating as hell. Like just especially in the fucking face. Let me look up his name so I can give this guy proper props. So he doesn't threaten to come and beat your face in for not calling him by name. Sure, let's go with that. Uh, So Mustafa Shakir. Yeah, I he, recognize that name. Yeah, um, he's pretty great. Um, and actually, funny thing, uh, he actually auditioned for the role of Black Lightning in the TV show and M'Baku in Black Panther. Oh, huh. Oh. Interesting. Yeah, and he's when he when he's given the right material, he's pretty fucking great in this. He is well spoken, not, not not like this fucking like big beefy asshole. And well, he is kind of he's 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 fairly large, not like Luke Cage large, but decently large. 
But a lot of his fighting style is him like flipping the fuck around and doing like capoeira shit. So he's a very dynamic person to actually watch fight. Like one of the ways the way he takes down Luke Cage is fucking like backflip kicking him in the face like guile. Sonic boom. Yeah, exactly. And it Oh yeah. Let me actually send you a picture of this guy so you can so you I know what I'm talking about when I when I mean like phone. fucking looking at him. Yeah, he definitely looks intimidating. Like he could spook you. Okay, I know I don't know him, but I know guys that look like him. And usually they're like like I don't want I don't want to sound mean, but they're the 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 kind the guys that I know that look like that, like that have that same kind of feel are the guys that try too hard to be intimidating. And I say that being one of the guys that when I'm trying to be intimidating, I try way too hard. Yeah, he doesn't feel like he's trying too hard. Just kind of, he just kind of is. Well, he probably like he's probably one of the, those rare people who doesn't actually have to try to be intimidating. So, like, yeah, yeah, he, yeah. You know, he's probably one. Of, he's probably one of those dudes who are actually like pretty chill in real life. But like you know, he's got that look. Yeah, like he is like as a villain, he is a more calculating villain, has a plan going. Um, but when he's throw down, he will throw down. Which is is a weird mix. It's kind of it, like. Having having somebody be like really intelligent, but also the super strong guy. Kind of you don't get smart bricks very often, do you? Yeah, and that's kind of a problem with smart bricks is they is like, hey, this plan fell through, so why didn't you just beat the shit out of them? But then they never do that, and it's like they have all the strength, but rarely use it. It's 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 a weird thing with characters like that, and it is kind of a problem with this guy where. Where like like he is able to throw down and actually his his power to throw down is on a time limit because he gets so it he's from, like our man. Uh, no, not our man. He he gets it from a plant. Like there's this a uh, there's a Jamaican ritual that he goes through using uh using a type using a special strain of nightshade from the Blue Mountain in in Jamaica to give himself powers. Like it, like it heals, like it heals him up. It makes his skin hard. It makes his like bones and structure hard enough to stop bullets with his muscles. <laughs> and it's all part of this big thing. But unless he has that specific strain of nightshade from Jamaica, he doesn't have powers. So a good chunk of this, so a good chunk of this is him talking about, "Hey, I desperately need more nightshade. We need to fucking get on, get in on this." And then not using it, not using any of his power while he still has his very limited amount of power. Hmm. See, then I wonder why he doesn't like bring other people into his power level. Is it a trust issue, or I don't know. He doesn't he doesn't really talk about that. Like he has one person who is like fucking ride or die with him. Never even fucking mentions giving the stuff to him. Uh, I think the way I think the way they talked about it in the show is that he was special. Ah, so he's the special. Yeah, um, okay. one of the, one of the things they mentioned was um, was like, I don't know if this is real or not. It sounds like it could be real, but uh, there was a point in the past where some like nonprofit organization flew down to Jamaica to give people like flu shots and inoculations, but those inoculations were infected with something that the government wanted to test. Hmm. And 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 Bushmaster was part of one of those groups. And when he was injected with it, everybody in his group died except for him. 
Okay. Yeah, okay. All right. And so the idea yeah. is, oh, he's strong. He can survive the nightshade stuff. Because nightshade oh, takes okay. a toll on your body. Then it could simply be that he doesn't want to kill off half of his people trying to make just That's one the more thing. person like him. Yeah, okay. That makes more sense. Yeah, it's like, See, hey. I, like it, I like it when they explain things like that. You know? Because yeah. otherwise I'm sitting there like, mm, why, why don't you have an army of super strong guys? Yeah, yeah. It's well, like, unless, oh, well, unless they were able to survive them. this killer flu shot at 11, they can't handle shit. Okay, that's a good enough reason. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, like the constant flits in fucking tone and stuff are real hard for me to deal with. Um, well, not, not hard to deal with. It just they make it hard to enjoy the show for me. Uh, Misty just being the fucking worst cop also doesn't help. Like, her proof is instinct bullshit is the worst thing she's done, but she also hasn't been great for, throughout the rest of the thing. Like, she broke into a dude's house to plant evidence so that she could arrest him. You know, like what her partner did? She stopped herself at the last second, by which I mean she was standing in this dude's place she broke into holding a bullet about to put it in his sock drawer and then went, eh, maybe not. Oh, God. Like, they're... Like yeah, she showed the strength of character to do that. You know what else? Show, you know what else shows strength of character? Not breaking into a fucking person's place or stealing evidence from police lockup. The best thing is they could have ha- still had that same strength of character moment without ever having her do that by simply having someone suggest, "Man, it would be so easy to plant some evidence," and then have her think about it and say no. To be fair, like, than that. no, they, they actually kind of do have that. Her, she has a flashback of her dead, corrupt partner saying, it'd be so easy if we just did that. Nah, I'm just fucking with it. Let's get some coffee. And then later she does it. So even her corrupt partner is too good for that. No, actually, he did that. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, like okay, like okay. one of the characters, one of like the main player characters in the first few episodes, his name's Cockroach. He got out. Because it was revealed that, uh, that, cause like when Scarf died, all of his cases were like, oh yeah, he was a dirty cop. All his cases need to be looked over. Whoops. There was some, there's some question about this shit. So they got, so he got let out. Uh, Scarf planted a gun on it in his, in his apartment to get him arrested. Yeah. Scarf was dirty who planted evidence and did dirty shit to get people arrested. She had flashbacks about him doing that. Then got right up to the fucking borderline of doing that herself. Despite the entire show saying, I don't want to be Scarf. Like, I have no idea what the fuck she wants as a cop. Because in the early bits, she is in the early bits. She is like, hey, I'm gonna go do this. I'm gonna go do this. I'm not gonna be Scarf. I'm gonna be a fucking great cop. Oh, wait, things are going a little bit wrong for me. I, I might as well turn over to Scarf. Also, fuck you, Captain, for being reasonable about this and following regulations and wanting to get people on bigger charges and all this other shit. Then her captain dies. She goes, well, I guess we better let this person go on the smaller charge to get the bigger person. But I still fucking hate this and I want to go do dirty shit. But no, I don't. Ugh, I I did not like her. Or, like I said, Mariah, she is the worst. Just an incompetent gangster. A bad villain. 
not intimidating in the least. Not, not intriguing in the least. Just a fucking lunatic that somehow convinced people in power that she was competent. That's always fun. Oh, also, Reggie Cathy's in this. Uh, he was in The Wire uh, and also in a bunch of other stuff. He passed away a couple months ago. Uh, he was—he plays oh. Luke Cage's dad. Oh, no. Okay. And he's okay. great in this. He's like a lot of fun, interesting relationship with his kid. Uh, he and Mike Coulter play with each other well. His first spoken lines of dialogue is essentially doing a shaft reading of Luke Cage. Like, he, he's basically doing a Luke Cage version of he's one bad mother. Watch your mouth. I'm just talking about Luke. I know we can dig it. We can dig it. <laughs> I was waiting for some. I was waiting for a call and response on that. But yeah, he's great in this. Um, but there is kind of one unfortunate line of dialogue. Uh, so, so um, he died. So in reality, Reggie Cathy died of lung cancer, and in this show, he makes a joke about about slowly dying. So it was like, ugh. That's a, that's that's unfortunate. <laughs> but no, he's great. He is charming, charming as hell, cool as fuck. He's a priest. The relationship between the two of them develops out, like pl- plays out in a decent way. Yeah, I, I liked I liked any bit he, I liked any scene he was in. Anyway. Luke Cage too. Disappointing, like the first season. <laughs> anyway, wow, that that's a that's a decline. Then the first season was disappointing. The second season was disappointing, even though you were already disappointed in the first season. Because in Luke Cage season two was a rare moment of I want to have hope. But then I remember that every season two of a Marvel TV show on Netflix is terrible. At least when compared to the first one. So actually, in that regard, this is actually the best season two of a Marvel show on Netflix. That's really depressing. Yeah, yeah it is. And I, yeah, and I don't, I do not know how people are able to give this thing fucking, like, it has an 84 Rotten Tomatoes, and I have no idea how that's possible. Anyway, that's all I got. Caveman. Okay, um, wow, I kind of lost track of time there. <laughs> uh, it's hard to keep track uh, of time well, when people, it's hard to keep track of time when it's just you talking at people. Yeah. Uh, well, we've already talked about the hollow, and you know yeah. our feelings on that. Um, next like thing that I watched before. was, I got bored, so I was tooling around on Netflix and saw Hellboy 2, the Golden Army was on there. <gasps> That movie's a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it's a lot of fun, and it does an interesting little bit for world building. Like, especially because now my brain wants to combine the Troll Hunters universe with Hellboy 2. Because they go to Troll Market. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, hmm. Hmm. Could these two exist in the same... They could arguably exist in the same universe. And you know, Hellboy 2 has kind of got like the Guillermo del Toro style, so... Hmm. 
like, I want them to exist in the same universe now. <laughs> I want, like, half-troll uh, Jim to, like, end up arm-wrestling Hellboy because they both think the other's evil. And then they wind up sharing a cigar together or something. No, Hellboy <laughs> tries to give him, child. Hell, yeah, Hellboy <laughs> tries to give him a cigar. It's like, dude, I'm 15. Oh, sorry, bro. <laughs> Thought you were older. Candy you know, bar, with, you know, with troll shit. Candy bar, then. You want a candy bar. Yeah, you want to see my cats? I got Dude, cats. I'm 15. No, I have actual I, cats. I, I have like 12 cats. I like, I like cats. They are adorable. Please do not. I also have them. a baby. Do you want to hold my baby? <laughs> oh, I have a baby, too. It's a quarter troll human. It's. I thought you were fifteen. I'm permanently fifteen. It's it's weird. It's weird. Yeah, it, it's a whole thing. <laughs> Don't fucking worry about it. I'm just gonna like stab shit. How old is Claire in this? <laughs> eh, like fucking forty-seven. Okay. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Um, if you enjoyed the first Hellboy, you'll probably like this one. Uh, it's a great romp. Uh, I personally love the new leader that their group gets. Even though, like, he's he's off-putting, you know? Uh-huh. Uh, he's, uh, he's a smoke Nazi. Actually, I think he's just a German scientist, but I, I call him <laughs> a smoke Nazi all the time. Um, but yeah, he's... He's he's living smoke, and he speaks with a very heavy German accent, and he kicks Hellboy's ass. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, I will show you why I am the boss. Let us go, and kicks the shit out of Hellboy by possessing a set of lockers. It's 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 a really entertaining scene. Um, is that Doctor Johann Kraus? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh right. Yeah, that fucker, the dude in the suit. I forgot yeah, about the him. Yeah. Yeah. It has, yeah, that it has been yeah. a bit of a time since I've seen that movie. Yeah, it's a. I've seen it before, but it, that was before I started doing these recordings. So apparently, he was voiced by Seth MacFarlane. Really? Mm, oh, tell okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, MacFarlane. Surprisingly, a decent voice actor. The the thing that I did not like about this movie was the way um, Fire Girl, whose name I can't remember, and Hellboy interacted. Because they seemed like that couple that should have never gotten together. Because Hellboy refused to listen to her for the longest time until like the very end of the fucking movie... And she just kept getting madder instead of trying to, like, convince him to listen or trying to, like... Basically, they didn't seem to have the healthiest relationship with each other. And it's, in my opinion, a little bit of both their faults. Though she can be forgiven because her hormones are probably going crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah. But I just I didn't like their interactions. I also didn't like Abe uh, getting a crush and just like what? Okay, wait. you're. <laughs> wait, wait, wait! Who did Abe have a crush on? Uh, elf girl. 
You know, oh, elves. Yeah. Elves and fish. It, it. This is a precursor to the shape of water. <laughs> yeah, it was I just, mean, it's played by the same man. <laughs> it, it really, like, all of the interpersonal conflict in this felt forced, except for the conflict between Krauss and Hellboy. Because that, it really genuinely felt like, you have disrespected every person who has stood over you other than your father. I will not take this, so I will kick your ass until you listen to me. <laughs> and that was the only one that felt, like, reasonable. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like, every other bit of interpersonal conflict was like, you just put this in here because you feel like characters should do this, didn't you? Like, you feel like even though Hellboy and his girlfriend really worked hard to build a relationship in the last movie, they should be fighting because Hellboy can't go out and she wants to go out. Like, it's his fault that he is trapped inside a building. Yeah, man. Mo- Here's the thing. From a screenwriter's point of view, movies need conflict and interpersonal conflict. If they don't have that, they're not interesting. I mean, who wants to, who the yeah. fuck wants to sit around and watch two people be happy together? Fuck that noise. The general I, thing I, with screenwriting and screenplays is you I have to have I always forget that we're not physically recording because I raised my hand there. <laughs> like, I do that too. The conflict can fr- come from, oh, I don't know, the conflict. They could have made the entire story be about her realizing that she was pregnant and then dealing with revealing to Hellboy that she's pregnant and that she wants their freak child to have some semblance of a normal life. Yeah, dude, I'm aware of that. And the emotion, uh, it's so infuriating. There's, oh, there are better ways. I'm saying, that, I'm saying that, yeah, I'm saying that people who write movies aren't aware of that. They're like, oh yes, I have never had a, I've never had a realistic human relationship before, so I don't really know how they go. But they're built on conflict, right? It's, it's infuriating. It's like any relationship Ted Mosby's in. Like, if it's not about constant fighting, then what the fuck is the point? And we lost Rascal. There we go. I just... Hellboy 2 Golden Army, watch it for the fight scenes. Like, ugh. I also, it really annoys me how long-lived some of these creatures are. Because I don't like immortal beings. Because then it's always like, well, what the fuck is the point? You've lived forever. Yeah. Or, what the fuck is the point? You've lived forever to die now. Well, actually, I've been living forever not? to die for a while now. It's just that now is the most now is the only time we're actually able to because fucking Hellboy. I need a fucking demon prince to punch me in the dick hard enough to die. And you're the only one around I haven't been able to meet you because I haven't because I haven't been able to fucking find you for 45 goddamn years. Like, I'm, not, I I'm, not like a big, I'm not a big fan of moral characters either, but there are ways to work them. Yeah, there are. But it's like if it had been like the great great grandchildren of the elf king or some nonsense like that, that I could have bought. But what about like, if they, what about if they'd been in like amber stasis? That would have been cool too. If they had all turned into like statue tree things, that'd have been cool. Yeah, or not even and that. Like, like, or not even that. Like you just like go, you're like look at look at the tree and they're like stuck in there like the fucking mosquito. Hmm. Fuck, a human eco-terrorist had gotten their hands on the crown. That would have been cool. Yeah, actually, that would have been, been pretty dope. Yeah, because yeah. then it's like, oh, we're fighting monsters. Only monsters. All monsters. Wait, you're a person? 
Oh, this yeah. throws everything out of whack. He's fucking Emperor Org. But instead, oh, it's a person. <laughs> oh no, it's uh, sorry. Oh, it's an elf. Fantasy creatures fighting fantasy creatures. Yep. Well, it, no harm it, killing it, this it, slit. It, it, and oh, the thing that there's one moment that really pissed me off in the movie. This elf asshole claims that his reason for wanting to restart the war is because mankind is destroying the natural world. And then he turns around and sacrifices one of the last known forest gods. Well, that's a nature god, not nature. It's a unique species that needs to be preserved. It's a god. It's fine. It's dead. It's fine. Hellboy killed it. It's fine. Fine. It's dead. <laughs> Death is but a mere trifle for gods. That would be like me eating the last known anything. It's fine. We have science. We'll just examine your shit and clone it. Yeah. So no, all the cows are dead. Don't worry. We have the we have a guy that we have the guy who ate the last porterhouse steak here. We just took a shit, so we'll just fucking examine that. It just makes a poo cow. That's how science works, right? The man cow is born. <laughs> man, half delicious. <laughs> Kill me. Half man, half delicious. All deadly. <laughs> it sounds like an ad. This summer. <laughs> like a barbecue restaurant. <laughs> this summer, the Manotaur. <laughs> this summer, something's coming. To the local barbecue. <laughs> God, you know what? This sounds like this sounds like an ad for barbecue sauce. <laughs> a one. Only a real man can stand up to Manator. Oh, that got dark. <laughs> Uh, moving on from Hellboy 2, uh, the original Twilight Zone. There's okay. not much I can say beyond the original Twilight Zone. It's exactly what you remember. That's just dope. It's a, bit, it's a bit quirky and cliche, but overall it's amazingly well acted, brilliantly written, and the stories are actually still really fucking interesting. The best William like, Shatner role ever. I watched like six episodes back to back two weeks ago, and I can still remember the plots of three of them off of the top of my head. Let's see. There's the man who hallucinates an entire empty town because he's been in an experiment testing to see how long a man can withstand isolation for going to the moon. Oh, God, that fucking that that has one of my favorite that has two of my favorite shots in all the fucking film. It is so good. Yeah, oh. just, just, just like the just like the very slow rotating camera pan in the phone booth, and then him running into the mirror. Those are two of my fucking. I don't have very many like film geek moments, but those are like oh god. My favorite moments were when it would look like time has stopped entirely. Then he'd look away and look back, and there'd be like a cigar smoldering in an ashtray. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh fuck me. This, this show is so fucking like, good. Oh, the twi- if you're if you're into film, the Twilight Zone. 
But what's really sad is if you're in Canada and you try to search Twilight Zone on Netflix, get ready for, let's see here, Twilight is eight characters long, so get ready for nine characters worth of all five Twilight movies or four Twilight movies, and then when you type in Zone, nothing. Oh, you poor soul. Yeah, the best we'll get is Black Mirror, which I guess, like, yeah, Black Mirror is solid. I, I fucking loved that one for the ending. Up until then, I was like, oh, this is kind of weird. Where are they going with this? Is he a secret test subject, or is he dead? And then, yeah, no, I was a test subject, but it wasn't a secret to anyone. I yeah, signed no. up for this shit. This shit was just straight just like, up. <laughs> oh, my God. There's I something on the wing. Some thing. I haven't gotten to that episode yet. I'm looking forward to <laughs> oh, it. Oh, it's so good. Um... Then the the next one that I can distinctly remember, like it's like I actually like I can bring the entire episode up in my head. Is um, there's a man who's trying to escape from modern day life and get back to where he was. He remembers this perfect summer from when he was a kid, and he drives back to his hometown. Yeah, and finds out that his hometown is exactly as he remembers it. And eventually he realizes it's not just that it's exactly as he remembers it. It is what he remembers. He went back in time. Yeah. And it's so good. One of my favorites that I remembered so uh, was the, was like one of those like dude who like stand on the side of the street with like one of those suitcases with legs on it. That was, that was the next one I was going to talk about. That's the next one I'm going to talk about. Yeah. He, he, he just, just, just stand there like hawking his shit, but he's like a really decent dude and like hang out stuff. And then one day, death comes to him yeah it's his time yeah and so he's and like no man like, i can't go yet i have i need i haven't made the best pitch of my life yet i need like well, one well he, they go they go through a few like okay how could i avoid death and finally it's like unfinished business and he's like well i need to make a pitch that like like I one for the angels and it's and it's like okay and then like he gets death out of the door and he's like well never gonna sell anything ever again <laughs> Like yeah. I beat death, never gonna die. <laughs> so death almost kills a little girl. Yeah, but then he's like, "Oh fuck, wait, I'm a shitty person. Let's fucking do this." And then so it ends up actually like fucking is, like, and actually ends up like hustling death basically. He he he, he meets death on the doorstep because death is going to be there at midnight to collect the girl, and he asks death, "So what happens if you're late?" And he's like, "Well, they'll throw the entire schedule off. I wouldn't be able to collect her." So he then sits there and sells. His entire case to death. Yeah. One for the angels. His entire little suitcase to the death. And then his final pitch is one genuine human servant for the rest of time. And death is like, you realize you took too much of my time. And he's like, I know. That was quite a pitch. One for the angels. You ready to go? Let's go. I forgot oh the show. God. Oh, great. And it was so well acted. Oh my god, I loved it. Uh, oh, it was so good. It was fucking brilliant. Mm. And that's like the first like six episodes. I need to rewatch. I need I distinctly I'm... remember three of them. That doesn't happen. That doesn't shows blend together for me. Yeah. And I distinctly remember. Like Well, oh, time to rewatch all the Twilight so Zone. I love the Twilight Zone and the narrator's voice and it's in black and white. Pictures you will adore. And through that so door. Good. And through that door, another world. A world of sight and sound. 
No, it's a world not of sight and sound, no. but of mind. Yeah, a world not of sight and sound, but of mind. You just there entered the Twilight Zone. Show, there's a reason this show has managed to stick around in the public conscious, and it is because it the original, at least, is one of the best written, best acted, best shot shows, even though it has a few of the goofy, cliche moments of the era. It is still one of the best. Fucking and timeless. I love it. Yes, it is. I would say it is timeless. <sighs> because at no point was I taken out of it and be like, man, the 50s were weird and stopped watching it. No, I, like, like, fuck it. Like, the only, the only time I actually remember that happening was um, in, like, Eye of the Beholder with the pig people. Oh, yeah, that was a weird one. Yeah, no, like, it was a, de- it was a decent fucking setup, decent payoff, decent build, but it was just... When we get the effects and everybody looks the same, I was just like, oh, right, the 50s. <laughs> Wait, was that racist? No. No. They all no, look that, like that that's cheap effects. Okay, good. Yeah. Just imagine, just imagine being in that world. I was like, oh, God, you all look the same to me. And he's like, oh, racist. We're going to help being a monster. You're racist. That's just fucking fantastic. <clears throat> well, officers kill him. And I'm like, pigs, I get it. <laughs> But yeah, that's what I've watched. Um, it, it's a no, it's no, a normal short, short caveman segment. That's but that's because I spent an hour talking about the Incredibles in the Hollow. So yeah. So that's what I'm watching. Then on to news. So first up, some kind of troubling news. If you're oh, no. if you like follow anything about business. So AT and T has just purchased Time Warner. Oh no. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it was announced uh, last Thursday. Um, actually, a couple Thursdays ago. Um, that AT&T had purchased Time Warner Incorporated for $85 billion. So that means that AT&T, America's network, alphabetically or whatever, um, they, they are now the owner of HBO, TBS, TNT, CNN, Cartoon Network, Turner Classic Movies, and the Warner Brothers Movie and Television Studio. Join me in saying shit. Yeah, man. fuck, man, this. Oh, no. <sighs> I mean, I can hope that AT&T will just kind of let them run autonomously because I mean, they make money for them. Or at the very, like, yeah, no, oh, God. Yeah, <laughs> this so. This is kind of going to shit on television and movies for a little while. <laughs> so, this comes after AT&T spent the last six months battling with the Justice Department to get approval for the deal. The, yeah, in Why? back in back in November, the Justice Department sued AT&T and Time Warner, alleging that AT&T um would use Time Warner's content to be to put its rivals at a disadvantage, making essentially just being like a fucking monopoly. Yeah, monopoly, yeah. On Tuesday though, um District US District Judge Richard Leon ruled against the government uh, saying that it had failed to prove its case that the Time Warner AT and T combination were was anti competitive, letting it go through. I'm not sure it is anti competitive. It's just it's not uh, anti competitive. It just goes back. It just goes to a fucking 
oligopoly. Oligarchy. No, oligopoly. Oligopoly. Yeah, it's as opposed as opposed to having one as opposed to having one company own the uh, control the entirety of the market. It is like five or six companies own the entirety of the market. Yeah, and that number is getting smaller and smaller and smaller to the point where at some point in the future, it's probably going to be back to the fucking golden age of Hollywood, where there are three people, three studios making everything. I don't know how terrible that was. It's going to be Disney, AT&T, and, I don't know, McDonald's. <laughs> Actually, McDonald's is on a decline, so it'll probably be Walmart. Yeah. Oh, well, no, American military. <laughs> they, they have their hands in everything Yeah, the, the U.S. Army is going to use some of its retarded budget to buy up half the remaining film studios. I mean, they pretty much own a lot of films. So get, re- so get ready for the market to be flooded by, flooded by incredibly patriotic and very poorly acted films. Yep. Anyway, uh, so AT&T announced that um, that it would be retiring the Time Warner name, but not changing any of their network names like HBO, CNN, TBS, Warner Brothers. All those would cha- all those would say the same because people know those names, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, it would instead it will instead be um, changing the name of Time Warner to Warner Media, and Warner Media will be encompassing HBO, Turner, and then Warner Brothers Film. Does AT&T have its own streaming service? Uh, it... I don't think so yet. Well, honestly, with the with the companies underneath its head, he, like, heading, I'm... Like, yeah, it, it'll, be, it'll be Warner on Demand. Service. Yeah, might not be a bad one, because there's a lot of stuff there that is worth watching. It will be a bad one, because it'll be a separate one that you have to pay for. That's true. Like that's that's the thing that's the thing these companies don't really seem to understand. Like, yeah, you like yeah, you having your own thing doesn't give you control, but it also is like, hey, we're paying the same for like we're paying you. I'm gonna uh, yeah, I'll pay AT and T fucking ten bucks a month in order to get only Warner Brothers stuff, or I could pay ten bucks to like Netflix or something and get fucking Warner Brothers stuff, and then this stuff, and then this stuff, and then this stuff, and then their own original stuff, and then other movies from other companies. Yeah, I'm paying like right now we're paying like twenty bucks a month Netflix, Hulu, Crunchyroll. And I don't think we're I think we've got the free Crunchyroll. And I really don't want to get anything else because every other service sounds like I'm only going to get like a very limited uh, supply. Yeah, like I I understand from purely business. I understand the I understand the desire to have your own platform with your own control. That's basically why yeah. the second I started this, I stopped looking at working for other people. But no matter how much you invest in a service, if there's a service out there that does what you want to do but better. Wait, are you suggesting that I start Caveman's Productions? No. <laughs> Obviously not. <laughs> Please do not become competition. No, no, we no. We've talked about money, man. Like the reason, the reason, the reason that I have the fucking first patron goal is sixty bucks a month is because that's how much it costs to run this shit. Not, not including the cost of the production pipeline. I was joking, dead man. <laughs> I have no interest in running a company. Exactly. Soon I may have to file taxes. <laughs> Foolish mortal. And that's gonna be a bitch. I don't even know how to incorporate a business. Right now, this is a business in the same way that a five-year-old selling lemonade is a business. 
and I'll be probably probably be volunteering for a little while in order to avoid filing taxes for the five dollars a month I'll make off of this site. Just like you do with a five-year-old at a lemonade stand. Anyway, because I won't be ma- I don't want I don't even want to make the five dollars a month because it would be such a headache to deal with. <laughs> yes, yeah, so this is the thing. It's terrifying. We need fucking people to step in and say, no, bitch, stop this. But we won't be having that for at least four years. Uh, honestly, in my opinion, there is a way around it that we kind of already have. Um, with the proliferation of individual creators and online environments, it's weakening the sta- the standing of the television conglomerate. I am aware. And it's not to the yeah. it's not to the point where like this isn't still scary as fuck, but it's not to the it's, I'm not as intimidated by this. Here's the thing: it's not just television. They own Warner Brothers, one of the biggest studios. I know, I know. I mean, Warner Brothers has a whole theme park here as well. It's like a huge part of the Australian economy. Really. Yeah, theme parks in Queensland is a huge part of their economy. Like, if they did not have theme parks, I think we'd no longer have Queensland. <laughs> um, I I think okay. there was an accident recently uh, at one of the one of the theme parks out there, and it caused an outrage. Not because like seven people died, but because um, less people were going, and like that's people's like livelihoods. Wow. Online. Yeah. So, anywho, moving on. Speaking of Netflix, uh, they just saved another show that got canceled. Ooh, which show? Lucifer. Yeah, which one? Oh, yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, so not long ago, uh, Fox announced a huge swath of cancellations, uh, including fan favorites, Brooklyn Nine-Nine and Lucifer. And that got the fucking ball rolling on the internet. Um, The day after Brooklyn got canceled, um, it was announced that NBC had picked it up for a new season. And then from there... I heard about that as well. Yeah, and then from there... Uh, the the ball rolling was, yo, let's get fucking somebody save goddamn Lucifer. So my question is, is Netflix going to get access to the first, you know, the bit that they aren't making? Who knows? Potentially. Um, yeah, Wait, I do. isn't it already on Netflix? Or is it, I think it, it might be. Let me I check. It's on one of the services. I think it's it might be on Hulu. I'm assuming but. Netflix if they got the thing because if it would be something if if Netflix snaked the fucking show from from <laughs> from Hulu. It's not impossible. Yeah, it's not impossible, but still it would be impressive. Yeah, that's the word. All right, yeah, so from looks of it Lucifer is on Netflix but only American on Netflix. Netflix. Oh, I've seen it on Aussie Netflix. Yeah, and I thought I saw it on Canadian Netflix too. But then I just searched, and it's not on there anymore. Huh? Maybe they pulled it with the intent of you know re-releasing all at once or something. We'll find out. Anyway, so yeah, uh, Netflix has picked up Lucifer for a fourth season. Um, no episode count has been released for the new season has been determined for the new season yet, but we'll see. All I know is that if they go forward, they have to actually go forward. The biggest fucking thing with Lucifer, the biggest like point against it for me, 
is they've been they've like doubled up on the will they won't they between Lucifer and the cop by uh, having by having the will they won't they fuck and will they won't they find out that Lucifer is literally Lucifer. Really? Yeah, like he has straight up said, "Hey, I'm the devil." To everybody he meets. And some of them are like, "Oh, you're right." Well, Chloe, no matter what he does, is she is Oh, okay, no, you're not. Because apparently she has yeah. the power to turn him not into the devil. What? Yeah, that was one of the big plot points. She is literally a miracle from God that negates his devil powers. What? Yeah, in one of the early seasons, it is shown that he's bulletproof. Like, you shoot him, nothing happens. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, and then later on in that same season, he, like, gets shot. And then Chloe's like, oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, no, like, Chloe shoot, actually shoots really him. The devil. Yeah. Yeah, like, like he, he does this whole big threatening thing, and then, then Chloe's like, has the gun on him, and he's like, and so he's just running up, like, shoot me! So he shoots him in the leg, and he's like, ah, see? Nothing happened. Looks down, oh, fuck, I'm bleeding. Yeah. And then it's revealed that God sent Amenadiel, Lucifer's brother, down to get Chloe's mom pregnant with her. Dick. And then, and then that threw a whole fucking wrench into their other will they won't they because Lucifer is very much like yo fuck you dad <laughs> and dad specifically made Chloe so boom there you go yeah and then they were developing the romance further and then Lucifer got knocked in the back of the head with a fucking billy club and woke up in the desert with wings okay Lucifer got weird yeah, Lucifer got a little wild there. But anyway, end of the third season, Lucifer kills Kane, played by the played by the former Superman Tom Wellington. Gets his devil shit back, and then Chloe walks in and sees him full devil, and she's like, "Oh fuck, I'm an idiot." <laughs> and the series ends, or it ended, but now we have a season four, presumably picking up where that left off. So unless they fucking mind wiper, they actually had to progress the fucking characters. They'll mind wiper. Yeah, yeah. No, no. One of the angels come down and say, "Hey, don't worry, I solved that human thing for you. Peace, brother." And then just flies off into fucking sky on a skateboard. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty much. That, that's probably just how Poochie flew back to his home planet. <laughs> oh God. But yeah, we'll see. Uh, moving on. Uh, so Sony is currently developing a film based on the Spider-Man spinoff character Silk. Silk, I hate Silk. She is a bad person. I do not like when she's introduced in, her, in the comics. Her own comic was middling at best. I do not feel she deserves a movie. Okay. But she is Korean American and popular somehow, so there we go. I do not understand. I do not really understand why being Korean is, by being part Korean is like a selling point for this, but apparently it is because that is the title of this fucking deadline article. Multiculturalism. That's, that's yeah, and people it. want representation. So yeah. No, I understand people want representation. I just that shouldn't be the point of a character, though. It's not even that they want representation. It's the. Uh, 
multiculturalism thing. Like, yeah, like yeah, it'll be it'll be a new it'll be a new like female Asian lead. That's great. Her character isn't great. So that's the problem. Make a good character who is those things. Don't prop up a bad character because they're those things. But making good characters is hard. Then find a new fucking job. Can't we just recycle the old crappy ones? Go right for a fucking go right for a fucking soap opera. To get the license. I don't want to write for a soap opera. I like writing superhero stories and selling marriages to the devil. Then get fucking better at it. <laughs> Anywho, moving right along. Netflix, season two of Castlevania is coming. Finally! And it's almost half a season at eight episodes. Oh, good lord. That first season was four episodes. Yeah. Uh, so, moving on. This is some video game news, but they're suing the Warner Brothers, the company that made the thing, so fuck it. I'm counting it. Bethesda, developers of the Fallout franchise and the game Fallout Shelter, are suing Warner Brothers for ripping off Fallout Shelter. Oh, for the Westworld game. Yes. I heard yeah. about that. Yeah. I heard about that. I didn't hear about the lawsuit, but I heard that the Westworld game was basically Fallout. Yeah, so Bethesda Softworks uh, filed a lawsuit in the District of in the District of Maryland court on June 21st, accusing Canadian game developer Behavior Interactive, who co-developed um, the Fallout Shelter game with Bethesda. Um, yeah, it's accusing uh, Behavior of breach of contract, copyright infringement, unfair competition, and misappropriation of trade secrets. It is also suing Warner Brothers for allegedly persuading behavior into breach of into the breach of contract. Wow. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Essentially, uh, Bethesda is claiming that behavior and Warner Brothers took the engine and all the and a bunch of the shit that was used to make um, Fallout Shelter and just reskinning it Westworld. Which. Maybe? I mean, I haven't played the I game or seen the game at all. I don't really care. Yeah. I saw I've some screenshots, heard, but that's about it. I've just yeah. heard that it was a ripoff of Fallout Chill. Well, of a Fallout game. Like, I saw a post saying, huh, this Westworld game seems a lot like Fallout. But yeah, and so the reason for that is because they, according to Bethesda, they just straight up used the source code from Fallout Shelter and then reskinned it with Westworld. Yeah, so uh, the full complaint is up online um, if you want to actually get into that and read that. I don't because I'm tired. I think we broke dead, man. <laughs> no, I'm... Me, the stress level that I am at with this computer right now is getting me out of way. Because, again, for anybody, for anybody who's just joining in the middle of the show, somehow... No, well, we do. This is obviously live. I mean, listen to the studio audience. Oh, see, live. God damn it, mom! I told you to be quiet. You messed up the recording. But anyway, uh, yeah. So my computer blue screen a lot, and so now and Rascal keeps fucking disconnecting. 
so every time I hear that noise, I'm like, it takes me a very second to recognize it as a Discord noise, and I assume something is going wrong with my computer and I'm about to die. So, sorry, my Discord keeps crashing. <laughs> For once, mine's fine. <laughs> You're the only one not having computer troubles here. Anyway. Don't jinx it. Yeah, don't fucking, you son of a bitch. <laughs> well, we don't know what Rascal's mom's like. No, no, you can definitely call her a bitch. Okay. You nephew of a conspiracy theorist. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, then final piece of news. So, Sony, on the heels of the whole fucking Silk thing, uh, have announced that um, Daniel Espinosa, the director of that movie, Life, uh, has signed on to direct a Morbius the Living Vampire series movie with Jared Leto starring as the eponymous vampire. Recognize the name Jared Leto. Uh, he was from the band 30 Seconds to Mars. He played the Joker in the Suicide Squad movie. Ah, that's why I recognize yeah. the name. He was also Paul Allen yeah. in An American Psycho. The guy who got killed with the axe while listening to Huey Lewis in the news. Every time someone says that name, I think it's Huey Lewis in the nudes. <laughs> no, come on, man. It's hit to be square. It's the news. It's Huey Lewis and like three copies of the New of the New Yorker. No, New York Times. That's news. New Yorker is some other thing. Anyway, those are news. New releases wise, we got some stuff. I think it's coming out this week, the week of June 29th, uh, we have Sicario: Day of the Sol Day of the Soldado. Sequel to the much-loved Sicario. This one looks like a bit less loved. Oh, okay. And that's I mean, about the only thing person. of note. Okay. For this week. Yeah, I don't... I guess well, Incredible, Incredibles 2 came out Last very week. recently. Yeah, so... Or a couple weeks ago, actually, maybe. And it was awesome. Yeah. Source <laughs> prods where we can have a disagreement and not threaten each other's lives. Next week, though, we have some stuff. We have Ant Man and the Wasp. Mm, looking forward to that one. Hells yeah. Might not be able to see it in time for the uh, next recording, but I'm definitely going to see that in theaters. Yeah. Uh, we also got Sorry to Bother You, an interesting looking movie that I've seen some trailers for. Oh, is that the Surrealist movie? Yeah, it's it's the Surreal Telemarketer movie. Yeah. With oh, yeah, that one. That yeah. one looks weird. Yeah, with Lakeith Stanfield. Yeah. Though I will be honest with you. Pretty much everybody has a white people voice. Yeah, totally. Oh, definitely. I do. God. I have an even whiter people voice. <laughs> yeah, there's the voice you use when you're talking to people and then, hello, how can I help you? Ha <laughs> yes, hello. Nice to meet you. I am Paul. <laughs> Hi, this is Paul with Time Warner, and we... Oh, I'm sorry. New new company. Hi, this is Paul with AT&T. <laughs> I'm here to let you know that fuck you. We're, we're canceling your and service because day. eat my ass. <laughs> and then, finally, coming out next week... A weird fucking movie that I never thought I would talk about. 
The first Purge, the prequel to the Purge franchise. Oh. Another At least Purge. They're acknowledging that the Purge is a terrible idea. This is the fourth Purge movie. Yeah. yeah they're finally I, I acknowledging don't... that it's a stupid idea. Hmm. Like, seriously, it took them this long to acknowledge. I thought we finished. Nope. Uh, well, well, we did finish in terms of the purge going forward, but now we're going back in time to the time the purge was first introduced. You know what I really hate? The fact that it plays America the Beautiful in its fucking trailer. Yeah, but it glitches out, meaning that it's not America the Beautiful, it's America the Fucked. Do you get it? Do you fucking get it? Do you fucking get it? I just know what my first purge would be all about and what I would do on it. That's all I know. My first purge, I'd load up on groceries. <laughs> well, I don't gotta fucking pay for them. I just fucking run in there, grab all the shit I want, and bounce. Born my mom's car. I don't need a license to drive it now, so get fucked. Why drive your mom's car? Could get into an accident. Steal someone else's. Fair point. Fair. Well, actually, no. Uh, not fair point because that would require re- interacting with people, and I am too terrified of that to happen. So, yeah, on the purge, that'd probably be a really bad idea. Honestly, the purge would probably just be a bunch of. It probably wouldn't be as many murders as are in the movies. No, it would it probably would... be a bunch of bunch of petty crime. Yeah, it, like, it would I'm be. I'm gonna go steal that SUV that I've been uh, staring at for weeks and shit like that. I'm gonna go carve shit in my ex boyfriend's car. Yeah, I've like I I go to like go to go into the store every fucking day for a month, just it, staring at a laptop. And the final Zelda's come. Hey, you're gonna you want to buy that? And it's like, no, I'm gonna get that at the purge. <laughs> just walk out. No, no. What I would do is I would just I would just stand there staring at it. Like a couple hours before the purge starts, like, hey, can I help you? I'm just staring at it. I don't look. I just go soon. <laughs> soon you will help me. <laughs> Hide in the bathroom of the place so that their security system can't actually keep you out. Dude, the purge starts at seven. Yeah, hide in the bathroom. Most places, most places are open later than that. And if it's the first uh, purge, no, like my first purge, not oh. like the first purge. So you're coming into the middle of purging. Yeah, I assume. But yeah, I'm, I'm I mean, assuming. I'm assuming that a lot of the purge would also just be like people drunk in public. Yeah, honestly. Yeah, just like Mardi Gras, but for like seven hours. And you a lot of have- a lot of guys like who try to commit rape, but because the purge has been going on for a while, they wind up getting shot in the face by the woman they go to rape. Or it is actually the first purge as a lot of people trying to rape and then going, oh God, I can't do this. I'm sorry. <laughs> like their human decency hasn't been weeded out of them yet for, through multiple purges. So they're just like, ah, oh, fuck. This is wrong. I'm so sorry. Uh, uh, you know what? I want to go to jail. never talk about it ever again. <laughs> I want to go to jail because I feel bad. Um... Can you report that I did this to you tomorrow night so that I can go to jail? This is the better timeline. <laughs> yeah, it, it, honestly, this is the timeline that would probably happen given the way people behave. Yeah, it'll be interesting seeing like a thriller horror movie about a bunch of people feeling too bad to commit real crimes. <laughs> I would love to see like a heist kind of thing, but instead it's just people like purging like debt records so then like you know a bunch of college students <laughs> yeah, don't have to yeah, worry go, about their go, loans go, go to the bank Actually, take out a massive loan the day before go to the bank the next day and just destroy that shit 
Well, actually, yeah. let me let me read the description, the Wikipedia plot synopsis for the first purge. So, to push the crime rate below 1% for the rest of the year, the new founding fathers of America, the NFAA, test a psychological theory, Texas test a sociological theory that vents aggression for one night in an isolated community. But when the violence of the oppressors meet the rage of the marginalized, the contagion will explode from the trial city borders and spread across the nation. Because there are more parties being thrown than people being killed, the NFAA takes matters into their own hands. Yeah. So the only yeah. reason... The first purge is like what we're describing. Yeah, the only reason yeah. that the purge turned into horrible violent shit was because the people running the experiment put their thumb on the scale. Uh-huh. The first purge is exactly what we were describing. Yeah, the first purge is no noise complaints. We can drink underage. Woo! Woo! Yes. I'm gonna get that TV We can have fireworks. I'm gonna do cocaine for the first time. This was a bad idea. This is a bad idea. <laughs> Why does it burn? Why does it burn? <laughs> oh shit! Someone's on fire. <laughs> Someone get a blanket and the fire extinguisher. Oh god, what have we done? What have we done? We're gonna get so arrested. Now we ain't, bro. What's the purge? What the fuck is wrong with you? Well, someone's dead. <laughs> we should write these movies. Jason Blum hit us up. No, actually, you know what we should do? We should do a radio drama uh, called <laughs> The True First Purge. <laughs> and just like, like, literally, just ad lib. For an hour, no, what the, no, would happen on the first purge? No, dude, it's, no, dude, it's the first purge in Wyoming. <laughs> Wyoming's actually not the best. Uh, not gonna talk about that. Um, okay, well, you're from the states. What's a better? What's a better like fucking vanilla state? Like Tennessee, Oklahoma, Virginia, Washington. Now, what Washington? Oh, oh Washington State. Okay. Yeah, not DC state. No, okay, DC. yeah, that's I, confusing I and stupid. I learned that last week that those two are different things. Yeah, it is confusing and stupid. Yeah, opposite sides of the country. Same also, name. Washington, D.C., just fucking terrible. Yeah, no, 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 no not Washington, D.C. Then yeah. you'll get a bunch of politicians killing each other. Taxation without representation, man. No, it wouldn't be politicians killing each other. It would be everyone else killing the Senate. <laughs> yeah. Our government now. It would just be, let us vote, you fucks. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so like not, not, I have this in my head. Look for it soon. Death Door Prods ad libs the true first purge. Wait, actually, question: Would there be a purge in Puerto Rico or Guam? Because huh. technically, they're part of America. Probably, because I think they're subject to our laws. Yeah, and like, what's the purge like in Hawaii? Like, does the purge actually happen there, or is it just like a bunch of Hawaiians going fucking white people? Actually, you know what it might be. It might be a bunch of Hawaiians going, fucking homeless people. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, get off our beaches, damn it. Yeah, just the, stat this is the statue of that one really big musician guy who sang like Somewhere Over the Rainbow, just getting covered in blood. There's like a shotguns covered in lays. Like literally, like the only places we ever see the purge are like places that like you kind of expect psychopaths to be yeah it is rich neighborhoods or chicago yeah <laughs> it's like i kind of want to see the purge in like i want to see the purge in dairy i want to see the purge in a trailer park <laughs> <laughs> it's a bunch of dudes use their houses to run over fuckers 
<laughs> just everybody rolls up in blinged out SUVs that they stole from the local uh, car dealership. And One the- guy's like, I got a house. <laughs> the first ever, the first ever act of the purge in the trailer park is someone kicking over their neighbor's like fold out chair because they're like, fuck you, Nancy. Yeah. <laughs> you stole my husband and also won't give me back my goddamn lawnmower. Some guy goes to beat the, the local pedophile to death because it's not illegal anymore. Oh, hell, that, see, that would be the f- that would be the second purge. Is that after we've gotten over the partying thing, people would be like, "Oh shit, I can now take the law in my hands. I'm going to kill every pedophile I know." Yeah, yeah you shoot the first person. You're like, "Oh Jesus!" Because <laughs> you can't handle killing people yet. By the fifth person, you're like, "Yeah, I'm going to uh, chain you to the back of my car and drag you behind yeah. it." <laughs> I'm dead inside. <laughs> you will be no, I'm, like I'm, you know. How many soup kitchens do you think got start got hap- like happened in fucking high end SUVs during the first couple purges? <laughs> Just, hey, we need somewhere to sleep. Oh look, somebody didn't. Oh look, somebody didn't lock their fucking Escalade. Crack. Let's go, guys. And they just hop in there and just that just that fucking joke from the other guys. For those that don't know, a soup kitchen is when a bunch of homeless people fuck in a car. Oh, okay. That's that's gross. Yeah, Good. a lot of those in the first purge. Uh, probably a lot of those in every purge, if we're honest. No, no. So no. Here's the thing: the first purge is mostly homeless people. As the purges progress, it's less and less homeless people. Seriously though, first, like my the first purge that I'm able to walk in, I'm going out getting high end computer, uh, top of the line gaming console, tons of games, wreck that yeah. shit. Fuck it, oh, I'm gonna yeah. build my next rig. Get, like, steal like a PS4 and just go to EB Games and go what up, bitches. Yeah, just 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 head to the just head to the untouched Tiger Direct. Put uh, make sure my hatchet is readily accessed on my hip. Just so I can throw it at the motherfucker if he tries to throw a gun on me. The rich people places and just like steal all the clothes I actually want to wear. <laughs> oh hell yeah! I can't really do that because unfortunately, all, the only clothes I can really like all, that I want to wear or that I can actually re- realistically wear are either at really low end places or online. So I can't really purge rob somebody online unless I happen to live in one of their fucking like warehouse areas. Actually, where oh, is? Oh man, that's where you, that's where you got to fucking hit. Go down to the fucking docks. You know, the shipping yards. That's where you go for the purge. Because you can get all the best shit. Nah, dude, everybody's there. So? Do you want to get thrown into the fucking ocean? Nah, dude, man. Hey, you help me carry this to my car. I'll help you carry that to your car. Oh, God. So I so I was like, hey, Threadless has some decent shirts. I might go rob them during the purge. It's in Chicago. <laughs> Fuck me. Nothing. Okay, that's that would be a lie. I don't want to so die. Anyway, I, I, yeah, I w- terrible pur- another terrible Purge movie's coming out. Yeah. Uh. Well, actually, I watched the first two. They've gotten better. Really? Okay. Yeah, Purge oh, 2 is okay. interesting, because essentially... Like, the first Purge is just a stupid home invasion movie. The second Purge is following the Punisher going to purge his thing while protecting other people from being purged. Cool. Yeah, it's I, Frank Grillo. Yeah. yeah that Frank, sounds better. Yeah, it's Frank Grillo fucking crossbones from the Marvel Universe. Hmm, cool. Anyway, that's gonna do it for this week.
Thank you all for joining us. Be sure to stay tuned for our new radio drama coming soon. Help fund it on Patreon. <laughs> Patreon.com says prods. In between now and then, we got regular shit coming out unless my computer kills itself in the next couple days. Rascal will be playing all the kids. Yep. Yes, I will play every kid ranging from about uh, 5 to like 12. It was, mm. it, yeah, it was Bring Your Kid to Work Day at the radio station. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, get, get ready though. The first hour of it will be us trying to kill time because nothing has happened yet. <laughs> it's like, oh, we got reports coming in. There is a house party happening in town. They uh, appear to no, be no, ignoring no, the not, noise it's, ordinance. It's not a house party. It is apparently an entire city block. And uh, several elderly people have been calling the police only to be told uh, yeah, there are no noise ordinances right now. So if you're an elderly person, we're sorry, but you're not going to get any sleep tonight. And we have someone on the line. Caller, go ahead. I can see the fireworks through the window. That, that, that's nice, sweetie. And we have a caller on the line. Uh, caller, go ahead. Oh, hi, these kids won't shut the fuck up. I'm trying to sleep. I pulled out my shotgun and everything, and they just laughed because they said, you ain't got the balls, old man. And they were right. <laughs> I ain't shot nobody since 47. <laughs> 47? You shot a deer in 47. Yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> this two-person column with two different old men. <laughs> it's, it's his best bud who's like on the call. Like on the he's, he's on there. They're on speakerphone so they can complain. Will you tell yeah. the cops to get their asses out here now? I'm sorry, <laughs> sir, but the cops will not be active for another for another 11 hours. Oh, fuck this noise. I'm going to go break into the right end and get some ear, ear, ear plugs. Go right ahead, sir. <laughs> Just, I'd avoid the one I'd avoid the one on Somerset, though. Uh, it appears a car has plowed into it. Yes, and we have reports that the one on uh, Dead Bones Boulevard is on fire. Apparently, a disgruntled worker lit it on fire. That's the first report of a major crime we've had all night. Yeah, surprising it took this long. Anyway, we'll keep you updated here on KXMR. Yeah, we could do that. We no, could I'm do dead that. serious. We should do that. It would be funny as hell. We could write a script and everything. Get actual voice actors. Bitch. What you talking about? I anyway, I'm dead. People. I'm Caveman. I'm Rascal. See you guys next time. Goodbye. Bye.